Contract, a commander podcast. I'm Mike Almond, and joining me is my co-host Alex Lap. Alex, what's up, man? Well, Mike, we do have something that's very up this week. We yes. are making one of our listeners a deck right now as we record live on the air. Yeah, tell me about it, Mike. What are we doing? So, Chris Goodhind, I, and I did, I did, I did make sure to check with them this time to make sure that I got their name proper. Um. You know, I'm, 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 can I can I start with a, 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 just a confession here? Please. Okay. I'm very excited. Do not get I'm me wrong. very excited, too. I am also dreading the heck out of this. Now, why is that, Mike? Why would you be dreading because, this? We're building an EDH deck. We are, and we're building it the way that we want to, right? We're building it the more yeah, damn right. contract way. We want to interact with our opponents. Yeah. We want to do the group huggy things, the chaos things, the cool stuff that we lean into. Um, and Chris, you know, awesome listener, and he wanted us to go through and find a cool commander to do this with. And the recommendation was, it's a unique one to try and put together. With okay, that. well, lay it on Wouldn't me, Mike. What, what's, yeah. uh, what, what's our creature here? So we are dealing with Piru the Volatile. Really? The, yeah. So uh, let's go over the entirety of the card. Okay. Uh, two generic, two red, two white, two black. So that is an eight. Uh, mana cost seven seven legendary creature elder dragon that has flying and lifelink at the beginning of your upkeep sacrifice Piru the volatile unless you pay mardu unless you pay red white black uh and it also has the feature of when Piru dies it deals seven damage to each non-legendary creature so there's a lot going that's on that's a on the big card, girl right? yeah it yeah it, there's a lot there's a, there's a well, lot. Let's, oh, let's also, start with this, with our short yeah. history lesson. Piru is an Elder Dragon, as Mike said. Yep. And this is not just any old Elder Dragon. This is very specifically templated in the style of the original Elder Dragons from Legends, mm-hmm. like Nicobolas, that are yeah. seven sevens and have this very peculiar casting cost and have this very specific sort of echo ability that forces mm-hmm. you to... Uh, pay a cost on its upkeep, or you sacrifice it. But Piru is the only one that has an upside to not paying the Echo. Right. Um, That along with... uh, If you wanted to know exactly how intense this uh, this dragon is, uh, just look at the flavor text of Chasms of Dueling Energy's course within her. Oh, I bet. So, like... So there's like natural disasters literally happening inside Piru. Right. Um, so let's let's go ahead and make some natural disasters to happen okay. onto the board. Well, let's let's make so, this clear because yeah. this may not be immediately clear to everybody. Although for some others, this might just be stating the obvious. Since Piru mm-hmm. does have lifelink, that means that when she deals seven damage to each non-legendary creature, uh, her controller will gain that much life. So seven mm-hmm. times each creature, each non-legendary creature. That's a lot of and- life gain. Yeah, this is one of those. I, if you weren't sure before when you heard that it was an eight mana cost creature, the whole point of this creature is very much to likely get it out and do something explosive once. 
if you can do it multiple times, more power to you. But this thing is, I think it's built to just like, oh, this is going to be an awesome sweep. Right. Right? But but that's, how that's can fine. We, how can we make sure, Mike, that when yeah. it's time for Piru to get out there and do her thing, which is die in spectacular yes. fashion, how can we be sure that that death is going to be very notable and full of coursing energies and not just sure. a creature died? I think right. you had a great idea, if I may. And that idea yeah, was please. that we should be giving our opponents as many non-legendary creatures as humanly possible so that when Piru dies, we're going to get a bunch of life and all those creatures are going to die. So let's start off. uh, And in the interest of full disclosure, we are building this deck as we go. The way that we've done it here is we have uh, uh, some categories, as you may know, uh, when we did uh, some of our deck checks. I'm a very spreadsheet heavy person. uh, So I have different categories for for Piru here and mm-hmm. we're going to go through each of these categories and pick some cards but these are just very broad categories we haven't selected cards in advance that we want to pick nope this is going to be part of you're going to hear our thought process you're going to hear us uh agree and argue and bicker over what cards we want to include we want to make this as as realistic as possible mike and right. in the interest of that Let's start with the meat of it. Let's start with cards that give our opponents creatures that Piru can destroy. Absolutely. Let's take a look. So when we're talking about generating creatures for our opponents, right? right, There's a bunch of different ways that you can do it. There's a bunch of donation effects. There's a bunch of uh, different things where you're exchanging control of things. That's, That's all well and good. I am much more into the idea of the more group huggy, give everybody creature type of things, right? You might I mean, see a lot of these kind of cards in my uh, in my K and T deck if they weren't uh, yeah. black and yeah, if they weren't black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but here, so let's talk with a couple of those right off. the Sure. Top. So um, first one I want to go with because I, I think it's the silliest card that I always want to see out there. Can I, I want to put Necro and Horse in there? Just four gener- generic mana for an artifact creature, zero four horse with defender. When it enters the battlefield, an opponent gets control of it. It also says at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent creates a one one white soldier creature token. Yeah, perfect. So awesome. A crow and, and horse this- is the the classic low to mid value group hug token generator that yep. it, it ends up being like the hundred and twenty fifth card in your deck. But I think that here, where we specifically want to grind out that value very slowly, make sure that everyone's getting tokens over the course of the game to build up Mm -hmm. to the point when we finally cast Pyro and wipe them out, a Crone Horse is just perfect for that. I agree with this inclusion. Awesome. Uh, Give me another one. Okay, Mike. You know what, everybody? You're going to have to bear with us because we're going to be going kind of fast and furious. Right. And and we're going up and down uh, just these search terms here. Mike, we got to (laughs) include what is perhaps... My second favorite land in the game, Forbidden mm-hmm. Orchard, which is a yeah. non-basic land. Everybody loves this one. Tap and add one mana of any color. Whenever you tap Forbidden Orchard for mana, target opponent creates a 1-1 colorless spirit creature token. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. This is the best rainbow land in the game. It's awesome. Yeah. So good. Oh yeah. We're going to make our opponents tokens and we're going to fix our mana while we're doing it. I mean, what more could you ask for, Mike? 
I, you, you can't. It's 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 value on a card that doesn't cost you anything to be able to do it. It's a, it's a negative that is turned into a positive because of how we're building things, and we love that. Now, Mike, there's a uh, there's a cycle that I think our fellow group hug players know well. Yeah, there's one of each color. That being the hunted cycle. Mm-hmm. The hunted cycle is a cycle of creatures that are very aggressively costed for their stats and the downside of that quote unquote is that our opponents will gain something from that usually token creatures um correct starting with haunted dragon for three red red five mana for a creature dragon it's a six six with flying and haste when hunter dragon etbs target opponent creates three two two white knight creature tokens with first strike uh Mm -hmm. perfect absolutely perfect. it's a Great value on a 6-6 Flying Haste immediately coming out here and putting a threat out while also being in a position where if you get Piru out in the near future or if Piru is already out, great. That's that's just more targets for it to hit in every direction. Love it. Uh, next one that we're talking about here, uh, Hunted Horror. Um, I was excited about the 6-6 Flying Haste for 5. How about a 7-7... Uh, trample for two um, when it comes into play put two three three green centaur creature tokens with protection from black into play under target opponent's control now we have to so be careful is... with this one Mike, because yes. Piru is black isn't she yes yeah. she is so Piru Oof. won't be able to damage those tokens so I think that even though the hunted cycle is exactly what we want I don't think oh. hunted horror is going to merit a conclusion because it's a non-bow it doesn't yeah. work with Piru the way that we want it to. Now, remember, uh, protection is debts, D-E-B-T. Uh, mm-hmm. Creatures with protection from equality can't be, number one, they can't be dealt damage by effects of that quality, including by Piru's effect, and they can't be equipped, enchanted, blocked, or targeted. But D's are big one right here. Piru has black in her color, uh, so that means that she cannot deal damage to the centaur token so mike i think as good as hunted horror is i don't think we should include it but i want a seven seven for two okay i know you do i know you do (laughs) no that's no you're you're right and that's that's kind of the point here again we're when we're talking on the fly we're on the fly and all of those words sound awesome and this is cool and i mean oh never mind that doesn't actually yeah there are some nombos um so how about our last one here that we're looking at okay Hunted Lamasu. Two generic, white-white, flying 5-5. When it enters the battlefield, target opponent creates a 4-4 black horror creature. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Uh, Another flyer, another thing with evasion for the time being. Give somebody something else at the same time. To be fair, that's not as useful as I would like. It's only one token. For sure. But But it's not so bad. When when we're leaning into Piru... Right. Of course, I want to I want to make as many things for as many people as possible. Right. But especially something like these two on the hunted cycle, where the entire plan of it is it's going to hit, and yeah, it's going to hit one thing that you made for somebody else, but it's also going to get a hit. It's uh, excuse me, it's also going to hit itself. This is this is fourteen damage of of lifelink on the board, as far as I'm concerned. When you're talking about the hunted dragon, yeah, it's way better because you're hitting an additional four targets that you wouldn't have been before. But at this point, I'm almost, I just want to see how many things we can hit. How big. Okay. Can we Mike, make you want to talk go? big. 
let's yeah. let's really talk about getting a lot of tokens on the board. I'm okay. talking about Tombstone Stairwell. Yeah, which is a we've talked about this enchant- before. Yeah, we have talked about this. This is a great card, yeah. and it's really spiking up in price. Uh, two black black for a world enchantment with cumulative upkeep, one and a black. That means that each turn after the turn that you play it, you'll pay one and a black uh, plus mm-hmm. the uh, the number of age counters, one and a black for each of them. At the right. beginning of each upkeep, if Tombstone Stairwell is on the battlefield, each player creates a 2-2 black zombie creature token with haste named Tombspawn. For each creature card in their graveyard at the beginning of each end step or when tombstone stairwell leaves the battlefield destroy all tokens with created with tombstone stairwell they can't be regenerated so the important thing here is that we're going to create a bunch of creatures um, mm-hmm. for each player and that's on each upkeep so when we're ready for Piru to die it doesn't matter if it's on our upkeep and we're letting Pyrrha die to her own trigger, or if we're sacrificing Pyrrha at an opportune time, because as long as we've stacked the graveyards, which this deck definitely aims to do, we're going to have each opponent creating a ton of tomb spawn, which Pyrrha can then completely harvest. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things that I love it for... But the card itself I love. Right. I'm a little concerned on the fact that it is dependent on the amount of creature cards in their grave. That is a good point. Now, uh, go ahead. I think that the fact that we're making a deck that's built around destroying everybody's creatures mm-hmm. with Piru. Um, yes. I think that, yeah, this, this could be a little bit of a win more. But yes, I think that. But it's also very cool, right. The, so the fact that it gives our opponents a ton of value in creatures, I don't know. I feel like that kind of makes it where even if you're giving them like one or two or three creatures apiece, sure. that's still you get two for each opponent, three opponents. That's six. Uh, six by seven is uh, what is that? Thirty-five. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's thirty-five life. Okay, so isn't it? But at the same time, it's you destroy all of these creatures that it's creating at the beginning of each end step, right? right? And then you make okay. them anew on each upkeep. That's right. Okay, right. so they're they're going back. They're coming. Okay, right. you know what? I'm I I can I can vibe with that. Then um, I'll tell you what. Put that in the probably pile. Let me see if I can sway with a couple. Okay, of let's see what else we got. Um, can we talk about what I think is probably one of my favorite cards in this deck and a card that it should be played more and never is? Uh, please. Can we just do yeah. uh, Alliance of Arms? Is a, is a I insane. love that card. Uh, one mana for a sorcery, join forces, starting with you. Each player may pay any amount of mana. Each player puts X, one, one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield where X is the total amount of mana paid this Yeah, way. great card. So. This is one of those cards that normally if you're playing this in a group hug deck or any kind of deck that we're talking about for the most part, you're going to be able to get your opponents to be able to help you out with it a little mm-hmm. bit more. It's going to be a little bit harder in this one to say, no, it's all right. Everybody make a whole bunch of See, creatures. See, that's and the thing is, you'd be surprised, Mike, that people think that they can use your deck's resources against you mm-hmm. somehow. Oh, they become convinced oh, of this. Sure. Let me. Let, let, so here's the thing. That was me putting the one negative that was possible oh, okay. on yeah, this yeah. card. Go on. Now let's talk about everything else. I don't care. <laughs> if, if, if Alliance of Arms is if you cast Alliance of Arms, and of course you wanna you wanna I'm I'm the battle cruiser. Yeah, you uh, wanna put you know, ten mana I, into I'm this. I'm the stand. I would love to. Yeah. If I put four mana into Alliance of Arms, oh yeah. Great. Everybody 
I'm making three. This... I'm making three one ones for everybody. Yeah. That is twelve creatures traditionally. That is well. It's also destroying well ours too. It. We got to keep in mind it's yep. it, it blows up ours. So that's sixteen creatures. Love 16 it. Sixteen by seven. Love it. Oh, sorry. I, I meant one mana to cast it, and then the other. Oh, one. okay. Either yeah, way, yeah, gotcha. Point remains. It's awesome. Great pick. I would love to gain eighty. And the nice thing is that life. this is a this is a one mana spell. You know how much yep. I love my one mana white effects. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah. We got to keep in mind that a lot of the a lot of the actual. Like difficulty in making a deck with Piru as the commander is when you're dealing with an eight mana cost commander, the everything else that you're doing has to be pretty low on curve to give you the value you need to actually get that good payoff. This is not a deck where I think you're trying to do something on curve every turn versus I want to get as much value out there as possible for as little mana as possible, especially if it's something that's creating things for everybody else. Yeah. So... Why don't you tell me about? We actually talked about this card not too long ago. Um, your 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 bestest your bestest boys over here, the Mog Infestation. Oh, for sure. I'm very excited. Yeah, we for. just talked about this card, but we'll go over it again. Mog Infestation is a sorcery for three red red. That's a five mana. Destroy all creatures target player controls for each creature that died this way. That creature creates two one one red goblin creature tokens. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. <laughs> We're we're getting rid of all their problem creatures, and then we're doubling the number of creatures they control. Yeah. All the better to eat you with. I mean, that's it's any anything where we're going to give as much value as many creatures in this particular deck as possible. Awesome. Um, Mog infestation is a really nice. You know, it is as a oh we're going to board wipe all the creatures that are problematic now. But we still have the opportunity to get the payoff. Of well, that's the thing is, we can use yeah. all of we can use this on ourselves. We can use this yep. to destroy Piru, and we are going to have a lot of effects that are going to to try to get rid of Piru. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're making a bunch of creatures. We got rid of Piru, so the trigger goes on the stack, and we basically got the sacrifice for free. And then we're getting all of our all of our life gain. Yeah, and. And, and that's why there's value in it, yeah. right? You're, you're going to be able to do plenty of that. But that's also going to depend on how many creatures are out there. What if I want to make as many creatures as I'm willing to pay for with my own with my own life? I have just the card for you, Mike. Oh, great. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, I actually ran this in one of our cardboard combat streams. Yes, you did. To it, it great terrifying. effect. <laughs> we created a accountably infinite number of, of rats. Uh, yep. Plague of Vermin, six and a black for a sorcery. Starting with you, each player may pay any amount of life. Repeat this process until no one pays life. Each player mm-hmm. creates a 1-1 one, one black rat creature token for each one life they pay this way. Um, it doesn't matter if nobody else wants to pay life. We have a lot of life, and we're going to yep. make a lot of creatures and then use those creatures to gain more life. Yep. It, it's. I feel like this is the deck where your life total is going to be high there's a there's a well not only is it going to be high but there's also a couple of effects in here where it's i'm going to pay 40 life yeah <laughs> without without like why not i'm rich yeah. no that's all right don't worry yeah, yeah wait <laughs> wait for it well how much is a banana eight dollars it's fine it's, it's how fine. much could it possibly be ten dollars um uh, okay mike yeah, so we've we've talked about sick. a lot of these different ways and and i think that we'll uh, we can't get to literally yeah. every card we're going to include, but that's one of the kind of effects we're going to run. 
and and uh, and that's just fantastic. But we also have another kind of effect that isn't just about creating creatures, but about mm-hmm. giving creatures and and taking creatures. And I love this kind of effect, Mike. Let me tell you about my humble defector. Okay. Right? Humble defector for one and a red creature human rogue. This is, yep. I mean, it's the anti-hate bear. Uh, tap and draw it two really cards. Is. Target opponent gains control of humble defector. Activate only during your turn. I, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you say about this? You're you're creating a relationship. You're drawing two cards. It doesn't matter if they want to give it back to you or not, because this is just becoming life. No, it's it's it, we we love this card as is. It's great. We love this card just even, in, even just in, you don't have a commander. It's, so it's just great. Yeah. Yes. It, it's it is a card where it's gone into several of my decks where I haven't really cared about what the rest the of synergy, the deck did. Right. Is yeah. Like of course. Oh, this is really good for Zedru. Yeah. Sure. It's it's great. But yeah, it's also good just for good. Right. Like humble defector is just a really good card. And in this, <laughs> it's, hey, yeah. I don't care who owns It's a two-mana card go. that draws you two cards yep. in red. It's a two-mana card, draws you two cards. You can give it to somebody else. Right. They can do it. That's awesome. Also, um, it's seven more damage to be put on the board. It's seven more life. I like that. Absolutely. Let's, let's, see, how life, let's see how high we could get our life total when we're going with this. Um, another one that I, I did want to bring up, because you had, you had given it some special shine Okay. Um, not too long ago when we first, uh, you know, talked about it overall. Um, but now there's finally something that I think it would look good in. Why don't you tell me about how Blim would fit into this? Oh, absolutely. Blim Comedic Genius, uh, legendary creature imp for two black red. That's four mana. He's a four three with flying. Whenever Blim Comedic Genius deals combat damage to a player, that player gains control of target permanent you control. Then each player loses life and discards cards equal to the number of permanents they control but don't own. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean... It's... Whew. <laughs> we already <laughs> want people to to have control of other stuff. We want people to control a lot of things. Yep. I think that uh, Blim might merit a conclusion. It might not. Um, but what a fun effect. It's basically the anti-Zedru, right? It's yeah. it's just the opposite of Zedru in every way. It's punishing Zedru. Yeah. It's it's which is which is awesome. Um and, and frankly, it a, a fun thing to do whenever, but again, in a deck where it's I'm going to give as many things as possible to destroy all of these things as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm down for that. Um I'm I'm going to I'm going to throw it to you one more time, but uh, don't worry. I'll 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 put it on a T for okay. you instead of throwing it. Uh, a card that you've mentioned more than oh, once yes. and love. Um, sometimes you want to make some mana. Sometimes you want to make put a, a big... lot of mana. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm leaning into. Why don't you talk to me about Witch Engine? I would be overjoyed to talk to you about the Witch Engine. <laughs> uh, Witch Engine is a <laughs> creature horror for five and a black. It's a four four with Swamp Walk, and mm. it has a mana ability. Uh, I'm sorry. This is not a mana ability. Uh, I need yes. to I need to check myself before I wreck myself, Mike. Uh, tap and <laughs> add black, 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 black for black mana. Target opponent gains control of Witch Engine. Activate only as an instant. Right. Right. Now, 
why is this not a mana ability? Why does it say activate only as an instant? That's because one of the rules of mana abilities is that they can't target. And this targets, right. which means it's not a mana ability. It cannot be activated at the speed that mana abilities can be activated, which is to say while you are casting a spell or uh, activating an ability or in the middle of a uh, of another effect resolving. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not a mana ability. So this is also, a... Is yeah, intense. First of all, <laughs> it's refunding two-thirds of the casting cost the next turn. And then you're giving it away mm-hmm. to an opponent, and then they're getting mana, and then you're blowing it up. I mean, this can you imagine anything better? What a f- delightful card. We talked about this on one of our earliest episodes. Um, very, very few decks are, are including this card. I think it's some combination of uh, the group hug effect and the casting cost. But, Mike, this card is in 82 decks. Uh, yep. That's 8-2 decks, or 0%. Yeah. Less than a hundred. It's there's a lot of decks. <laughs> like, there's how is this card decks. not another deck? Like, come on, look at how delightful I mean, this is. It's it. Don't get me wrong. It's a high mana cost card, but it's fun. It gives you the mana like, back. It gives you the mana back. Yeah, I I I'm not arguing. I, I like this card too. I'm I'm probably at least one of those eighty-two decks. I don't know. Probably. I I just it's. Well, I mean, I, I've put it into I put it into a couple of decks, and whether or not I've updated my uh, my tapped out list since then and my EDA track list, <laughs> I I don't know, but I know that I've got it in a couple of decks, right? Because it's silly. We love that kind of stuff. Absolutely. All right, what else do we want to talk about here? Or are we moving on to our I next think we category? Move on, Mike. Okay, so let's get out of here. Where are we going, Alex? Okay. Take me take me on a on a on a journey. Paint me a word picture. Let's talk about uh, effects that are going to make sure that we can use Piru to the fullest. Yeah. So we don't want to have to cast hard cast Piru for eight mana Mm -hmm. and then 10 mana and then 12 mana. No, 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 no. no. That's bad. Bad idea. What we want is to cast Piru one time and that's the last time we ever have to cast her. Yeah. Yep. So we're talking about recursion. Right. We're talking about uh, different ways to just. It doesn't matter if Piru dies. Piru is coming back, right? Um, back again. Um, so let's. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Piru's back. Hey, we're see. That's already one of the first ideas for the actual deck title. Um, in the meantime, let's talk about what's probably the best. I think probably the best card that we're gonna get for that, Gift of Immortality. So yeah. Two generic and a white for an enchantment aura, enchant creature. When enchanted creature dies, return it to the battlefield under its owner controls. Re- uh, uh, excuse me, its owner's control. Return gift of immortality to the battlefield. Attach that creature at the beginning of the next end. Perfect. Awesome. It's it's. I've got this. As long as I get to the end of my turn with that creature back on the battlefield, we're good. Without two different removal spells. Yep. It's coming back. And then yep. we can get rid of it again. So good. Okay. It's so good. Um, no, that's it's it, yeah. That's I love that one. The end. Yeah. No, we we, we got <laughs> more. We, we got, got more. Um, oh no, I meant uh, as far as that card. It's that good. Moving on. This is what one of my got? favorite sorceries. What a what a high value sorcery. Mm-hmm. Victimize for two and a black. Yeah. Choose two target creature cards in your graveyard. Sacrifice a creature. 
if you do return the chosen cards to the battlefield tab, Mike, you're trading one spell, three mana, and one creature for two creatures reanimated right out of the battlefield. Uh, that's a pretty good deal last time I checked, and that's yeah. exactly what we want to be doing with Piru. Yeah, it, it's, it's insane, especially when you're talking about the fact that, hey, everybody, what are we doing? Making lots of tokens for everybody. You know who's included in everybody? You! So right. I would love to make some tokens and bring back Piru and something else of insane value by sacrificing a tiny, tiny little thing that I set out there just so I could be able to do this kind of thing again. We love that. Absolutely. Right? We love that. I mean, you want to talk um, about uh, about value. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about these one mana and maybe yeah. even two mana like get this thing back on the battlefield. Let's start with this MDFC Malakir Rebirth. Uh, yep. I think we should definitely include this one for a single black mana instant. Choose target creature, you lose two life. Oh, no. Ow. Until end of turn, that creature gains. When this creature dies, return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. And then it is an MDFC. On the back, it has Malakir Mire, which is a non-basic land. ETB's tapped and adds a black when you tap it. Mike... I can't even think of a better land to put in this deck. Nope. Nope. It is It is definitely on, like, the uh, Forbidden Orchard uh, type of level, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Where it's like, oh, you just do exactly the thing. This is so good that I, that I don't do. even care that it has a land on the back. That's just gravy. Nope. Nope. That's 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 its own And there's another card like this, Mike. What's, what's the other card that's yeah. just like this? Well, we've got a couple. Um, the the cause, So... I, I like this because not too long ago I made my friend a uh, I made one of my friends a child of Alara deck. Right. So I went really hard into the okay, there has to be ways for this thing to come back. So one of the ones that I was looking for is you know what the only thing that really, really bothers me if I'm playing Piru and somebody gets rid of it is? Hmm. What if they exile it? Oh, that's a problem. I don't get the benefit mm-hmm. unless I've got Kaya's Ghost. Oh hell yeah. One mana, one mana for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature or planeswalker you control. When enchanted permanent dies or is put into exile, return that card to the battlefield under your control. Your best case scenario is this works like all of the other recursion to immediately put it back onto the battlefield like you want to with your gift of immortality, with your Malakir rebirth. But it also has that added benefit where if somebody was super excited because they were going to path it before it became a problem, too bad. Now you have to remove Kaya's ghost form and then remove it. And that's going to be a problem for you as well. I love this kind of stuff. Absolutely, Mike. Uh, what a great effect. But we're talking about these extremely efficient, just low mm-hmm. drop cards. Let's If we have some real mana to throw around, what can we actually take advantage of? How about Emeria Shepherd? Yes, five this is the one I was super excited for to see. For a seven drop, Creature Angel Flying 4-4 with Landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may return target non-land permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. But mm-hmm. if that land is a planes, you may return that non-land permanent card to the battlefield instead. Yeah. So yeah. we are getting Piru back. Then we sacrifice Piru. Maybe we find a way to play another planes. I don't know. We'll, f- we'll figure it out. And then uh, we'll get her back again and sack her again. You know what? And the thing is, I've always loved this card, but I've loved it for doing like the silliest stuff of like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice my wafers, bobble, 
to get a planes yeah. and then when i get that planes i'm going to return the bobble back to the battlefield right like that's the kind of stuff i like to do with it this is just good right dangerous <laughs> this tech i'm going to board wipe everything that isn't legendary cool also i'm going to play this and play a land and it's back back again uh i th- so good um what else you got for me on this list okay well let's see what else we can do I mean, there is like the the obvious of if I'm going to be killing other people's creatures as well, mm-hmm. to be able to go into the traditional animate dead to enchant a creature in a graveyard and bring it back. But you being able to do that with other people's graveyards sure. as well as making sure that you just go with your own. Sure, I'm, I'm not going to go through the full listing of animate dead because it's a very very old very card that people card, know, yeah. uh, and also it's very long. Um, but we do like that. I like um, this one quite a bit. Dread Return. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. two black black for sorcery. Abandoned modern, incidentally. That's how good it is. Return target yeah. creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Flashback. Sacrifice three creatures. So you can cast this card from your graveyard for free. Because who the hell cares when you sacrifice three of your creatures in this deck? Right. Um, I think this has this is just great value. Yeah, it's... The idea of this is—it's it, so easy to okay. I'm going to pay four mana to bring back Piru from my graveyard. Okay, later after I've made more tokens for everybody, I'm going to sacrifice three creatures to be able to do it right. again. That's—it's intense. It's—it's it's very good. Okay, I think that we've uh, we've talked a lot about reanimating things from the dead, but so how are we getting Piru into the graveyard? As I said. Yes, we have the option of just waiting an entire turn. Piru will let herself die on your upkeep if you choose not to pay a white, black, red. But mm, that might not be fast enough for what we want to be sure. doing. We need sack outlets. Okay. At least in my opinion, we need sack outlets. Um, You're not getting any argument from me. We have a lot of options for this. Obviously, we're in Mardu. Yeah, we have, we're in Mardu. This is where sack outlets. We have a phenomenal different number of, of sack outlets. But, Mike, I think there's one sack outlet in particular that touches your heart with joy. Tell me about Fling. Oh, buddy. Uh, Fling, Fling is one of those cards that you hear it and it has a fun ring to it. Right. But more importantly... It, it's it's just imagine it actually happening. So this is one generic and a red for an instant. As an additional cost to cast this spell, sacrifice a creature. Fling deals damage to uh, to the sacrifice creature's power to any target. So basically, I'm going to take this thing. I'm going to f- sacrifice it. It's going to do its power to anything that I choose. Which is seven, and it has lifelink. Yeah, uh, which is... Uh, I'm sorry. Fling, well, fling deals the damage. Fling so is the it, one yeah. that deals the damage. Yeah. So you don't so get this the one yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's but that's seven extra damage, and you sack it. Exactly. Yeah. So then you're still destroying Piru. You're still doing all the stuff right. you want to do. But more importantly, and the reason why Fling is as good as it is, as far as I'm concerned, is because I get to think of the idea of you picking up this dragon and literally yeeting it at somebody, and on its way it kills every non-legendary creature that's on the board for the most part and nets you a ton of life. It... it I just like the idea of how much damage can I do at once. 
I love it. Yeah. And I want to do so much damage that I'm going to give you stuff for me to do the damage. I'm I'm starting to lean into this even more than I thought I was going to. Right. All right. Well, I take it back. Good job, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, another angle to attack this from. Yes, we need to sacrifice okay. Piru, but sure. let's keep in mind what is Piru dealing damage to? It's dealing damage to uh, non-legendary creatures. So yes. if we have a legendary creature sack outlet, all the better. Mm-hmm. Go call her Giza for three okay. black black. She's a legendary yeah. creature, human wizard, three four, and she has the best activated ability. Uh, black tap and sacrifice another creature. Create X two two black zombie creature tokens where X is the sacrifice creature's power. So we're making mm-hmm. seven two two zombies, and Pure is dead. So, yep. uh, by the way, since Piru is dying and that trigger is going on the stack before the ability uh, is uh, is resolving, we're mm-hmm. we're wiping the board. We're doing seven to everything, but not to Giza. And then after all that's done, then we make the seven two two. So now we have this dominant board state that we can then sacrifice later if we want to. And we don't have to do this. To, we can do this to any creature, not just Piru. Right. Yeah. No, it's 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 going to be a good time. <laughs> it's, it's what's going to end up right. happening here. Yeah, I mean, we we can talk about the altars. We we all know that Ashnod's altar is phenomenal. Three mana oh, yeah. sacred creature add double colorless. We know Phyrexian altar is awesome. It's the same thing, but you add one mana of any color. Often not as appreciated, but still as good. Altar of Dementia for yeah. two mana, cheaper. It's an artifact. Sacrifice a creature. Target player mills cards. Equal to the sacrificed creature's power. So that's going to be seven milled. And we talked about we want to be filling up these graveyards so we can reanimate things and kill them again. Um, mm-hmm. Whether you want to mill yourself and then reanimate cards out of your own graveyard. Whether you want to mill an opponent and I don't know why you would necessarily do that. But to get cards out of the graveyard with the payoff effect. Alter Dementia is, it's it feels good at two mana for me. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. It, it is it is a nice little lean into doing something that... I, do you know how ridiculous it would feel to have to use a disenchant on an altar of dementia, oh, which isn't part of your win con, just so you can stop somebody from doing the thing that they can choose to do by not paying a cost of their upkeep anyway? Right. It, it's going to stick around. It, it's just going to be fine. Uh, also, I was able to find the list again so i feel much better okay great um because that means that i can lean into uh, a card that is near and dear to my heart because it is it is a fun tell me about it going to sacrifice things uh i like disciple of bolus okay so here's the thing i don't love the idea of having to spend as much mana to use this as as it's going to require because if you want to use it that means you're going to have to pay the upkeep cost on Piro. so that's three mana and then Disciple of Bolus is a three generic and a black for a two one human wizard, which means this turn just to do anything, you're going to have to be paying seven mana already. But here's what it does. When it enters the battlefield, you sacrifice another creature, you gain life and draw cards where, sorry, you gain X life and draw X cards where X was that creature's power. I like that. So this is now a seven mana draw seven, gain seven, Gain whatever you would gain by Piru hitting everything. Right. Okay, I can deal with that kind of value. You know what That's I mean? That's good value. That reminds me of uh, uh, of Soldevi Adnate, 
Great yeah, yeah, card. Yeah. Our, our listeners love this card. One and a black yep. for a creature human cleric. Uh, it's a one to tap and sacrifice a black or artifact creature. Period counts. Mm-hmm. Add an amount yep. of black mana equal to the sacrifice creature's mana value. Uh, that's eight black mana right there. And you're also sacking period for the value. Yeah. And then, I mean... I, man, we're gonna have to decide. You know, this we're kind of leaning into our uh, kind of like, okay, what are we gonna do to draw cards here? But when you talk about things like, you know, instant speed draw for sacrifice outlets, talk about costly plunder and alters reap. Uh, essentially, yeah, the same great card, cards. except for one of them a little bit yeah. better as far as it can uh, sacrifice an artifact. Right. But as an additional cost of a two mana instant, one generic and a black, sacrifice a creature. In costly plunder, you can sacrifice an artifact, but let's be real. And you draw two cards. I love these. So effects, this is a yeah. two. It's, it's so good. It's it, I'm going to do the thing my deck wants to do anyway. Get some value off this card. Draw two cards. I, that's great. That's awesome. Let's let's wipe the board again. And also this. I mean, you want to talk about some serious value for not a lot of mana? Think about this. We have a princess necromancer which is one in a black for a creature zombie wizard. It's a 1-1. One, one. And this is an interesting ability. Uh, pay black tap and sacrifice a princess necromancer. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. That creature gains haste. And then at the beginning of the next end step, sacrifice it. So yep. it's dying. Do We're it bringing it back. We'll swing <laughs> in for the free damage. And then it dies yep. again. And we get, boom, everything's dead. Yeah. Oh, no. Not not that. Right. Not not the thing that we want to do. Again. That's a lot of value for not a lot of mana. Yeah. I, I... Alex, I'm gonna have to build this deck. Like actually build I thought it we, instead of I thought that was the entire idea. No, no, I mean like I'm gonna have to have You're gonna it build it for now. yourself and for Chris. Yeah. Alright, yeah, Chris, you're yeah. not gonna have the world's most unique deck because Mike's no. gonna build a duplicate copy. Right, but then as soon as you put it together, I'll go ahead and take mine apart. How about that? You, you can have the only one as okay. far as the social contract is concerned. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I dig I dig this. I dig the list of being able to sacrifice things, get the yeah. uh, get the value off of it, and plus. I mean, there's a bunch of other ones that you can go into. Yeah, I mean, we need um, to keep it moving here. But, we have a lot of categories exactly. to get to. So let's, right. let's talk about some other areas for value. Obviously, with this sacrificing and with this destruction... Everything's going to be dying all the time. We're making creatures just so they can die. Obviously, Mike, we're going to want payoffs for when creatures die. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, we're just doing it for the sake of it. I'm talking about Black Market. Classic. Yeah! Classic card. Three black, black, five mana for an enchantment. Whenever a creature dies, put a charge counter on Black Market. And, oh mama, at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, add black for each charge counter on Black Market. Oh my goodness, if this stays have, on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> this is my question. If this comes back to your turn. You have a strong chance of winning, I think. Thing, you probably win I th- that I turn, think you right? win. Okay. Because at that point, you, they have to. It has to be Because they have almost Otherwise, nothing on the board, presumably. Right. And you're going to be pretty close to being able to cast Piru again just based off of Black Market extra mana, let alone Yeah, Black Market's mana is covering the generic and the black cost. You just cover the white and the red cost, and that's it. Value, value, value. Mike, Um, I got to tell you one more about one of the most underrated cards. Yeah. Vicious Shadows. 
This is this is a card we've talked oh about. I don't even know if we've talked about it on the the podcast before. We may not. But have. you and I have talked yeah. about it this, for a couple. This of This is other one deck of our cards ideas. that really gives us interest. It's a yeah. it's a really high cost six and a red, but it's worth it. It's worth it, Mike. It's an enchantment yeah. for seven mana. Whenever a creature dies, you may have vicious shadows deal damage to target player equal to the number of cards in that player's hand. Uh, so yeah. this is a win con. Oh, it's a win con. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this is if this hits the battlefield and Piru is out, you should win at the game at that point, yeah. right? Because you're doing if, if you've put any tokens out there at all, if they have any creatures out there at all, and even a small grip of like three or four cards in yeah. hand, for every creature they have, for every creature that dies, yeah. that is a trigger on vicious shadows for you to hurt somebody for as much cards as they've got in hand right i mean if they lose four creatures they have four cards in hand that's 16 damage right Mm -hmm. off the bat yep i was gonna say the as as much as i love vicious shadows the the slightly less expensive you know mana cost but guaranteed method of doing something with that as well is one of my favorite named cards of all time okay the dingus staff <laughs> um you dingus. Uh, this is what i looked this is what i looked into very recently because i am i am i am finally making uh the 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 the, the mean feldegrift deck uh or at least as mean as it can be without it being stacked the competitive feldegrift deck. pretty nice yeah it, competing feldegrift <laughs> um yeah it's so this is a four generic artifact that says whenever a creature is put into any graveyard from play Dingus Staff deals two damage to that creature's controller. Yeah, that's really dangerous. That's... Yeah. uh, We talked about it a little bit earlier as far as how cool would it be to, uh, you know, cast the Join Forces, make as many soldiers as you put mana into it. Okay, great. Now when each of those things dies, that person is going to take... uh, The controller of that creature is going to take two damage. You're going to also take two damage from the ones that you did, but you're going to also gain seven at the same time. It's right. this, it, it's not even a war of attrition that you're playing. You are playing a, no, I'm going to hurt everything right. and hope that I do bad things to your life totals when I do, but I'm also going to get an insane amount of life in turn. It's so good. And Absolutely. again, dingus staff. Just, just everybody listening at home, do me a favor. I want you to think. I want you to get to a silence point, and then I want you to say it out loud right after I do. Dingus staff. Dingus staff. Wasn't that, satis- wasn't that satisfying? Wasn't that satisfying? Wasn't it satisfying to say? What else you got for me? Mike, I have <laughs> shriveling rot. Shriveling rot is. You a... should probably get that. Lifted. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, we'll talk about my medical conditions in another episode. Uh, Fair for enough. Two, no, that's that's for our other podcast. For two the black social black. contract. Uh, yes, part of the social contract is not talking about your gross medical conditions. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's an instant for four mana. Choose one with entwine for two and a black. Um, first option, until end of turn, whenever a creature is dealt damage, destroy it. Now, this is the more niche option. I think that if you are in a situation where seven damage is not enough to wipe the board, it's going to be nice to have the option to say, oh, no, we're wiping the board. Yeah, uh, but absolutely. really the second option that's not why it's there the second that's option is the big there. one uh, <laughs> until end of turn whenever a creature dies that creature's controller loses life equal to its toughness uh, so we're going to come out positive on that no matter what yes. but our opponents are going to lose a ton of life 
Yeah, instead of instead of gaining seven life for everything that you kill. All right, you're gonna you know, get we'll net hit like for three, four, five, little, maybe. But specifically on the stuff that you own, right? On everything else, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm in on that. We're causing a lot of <laughs> I, life loss with this effect. Exactly, and you and and frankly, go for it. That kind of needs to happen, right? Right. Um, what? Give me one more in this category. Okay. What else? We'll, what else? We'll have do we got? one last one. And Mike, this card is so so special to me, and mm-hmm. so so expensive. Lifeline, mm-hmm. five yeah. mana, an artifact on the reserve list. And don't look at that price. Whenever a creature dies, (laughs) if another creature is on the battlefield, return the first card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. You want to talk about worrying if we have enough creatures to destroy. Mike, with this card, as long as there's one thing left, so if we have any other legendary or any indestructible creature and... We're probably going to be talking about some of those here. I didn't even Everything think about Everything is coming yeah. back to the battlefield, and then we're going to use our reanimate effect to do it all yep. again. Yep. Lifeline it, is it, one of the oh my gosh. weirdest and most ridiculously powerful group hug cards ever made. And yeah, this, it's $43. This, this turns into, if you if you have a sack outlet, and another oh yeah! If you have a sack outlet, it's game anywhere. over. That's game. That's game. Game over. Holy cow! I didn't even. Think Lifeline about... is one of the strongest group hug cards. It, I mean, narrowly missed our group hug power. Not I think. Oofa doofa! Yeah. I was I was thinking about like, oh man, I've got these cool enablers that you could do an extra seven damage and stuff. Lifeline just wins. Yeah. Holy! You're, crap. you're gonna win the game. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. That's that's pretty sick. All right. Where where's so, our next? Category? Those are our enablers. Let's yeah. Let's talk about how we're going to win the game, and then we'll take a break and then come back and talk about our vegetables. I love right? it. Let's go. So let's start with how we're going to win this thing. Mike, we're going to have a lot of life. So life gain win cons yeah. are definitely on the table. And I think you know what the number one life gain win con is. It's Aetherflux Reservoir. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone no, knows about this one. Four mana for an artifact. Whenever you cast a spell, you gain one life for each spell you've cast this turn. We don't even care about that part. Pay 50 life. Aetherflux Reservoir deals 50 damage to any target. That's a it win con. So, it is so weird to see Aetherflux Reservoir as a win con and a not combo. This is not deck. a storm deck. This is not a combo deck. We're it's, only gaining a bunch of life and lasering people with our life gain. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to gain 35 life, then pay 50 to hurt you. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, 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 all right. Yeah, when this, guess, when this comes out, here we go. Uh, it's <laughs> as long as we've gotten Pure to do her job, somebody's dead and possibly the whole table's dead. And listen, that's all she wants to do. She right. just wants to do her job. No, absolutely. She just wants to do her job. Um, let's talk about another one here. Okay. Um, how about if we want to draw into just literally everything? Okay, well, How about if we just want to draw everything? <laughs> Mike, if you have a lot of life and you want to draw a lot of cards, uh, let's yeah. talk about a card that I personally think should not be legal in the game of Commander, and that's Necropotence. Uh, yeah. This card is banned in Legacy. <laughs> this card is restricted in Vintage. And somehow, Mike, this card is legal in Commander. I don't think it should be. Three mana, black, black, I, black yeah. for an enchantment. 
You know this one. Skip your draw step. Whenever you discard a card, exile that card from your graveyard, and then you have your activated ability, pay one life. Exile the top card of your library face down. Put that card into your hand at the beginning of the next end step. Mike, when you have enough life that you're lasering people for 50, uh, you can draw as many cards as you want. Pretty consistently. Pretty consistently. Yeah. It's it's sick. Uh, draw draw your deck as you need fit yep. is the only thing you're paying is life. Yep. Oh no, that thing that I have way more of than everybody else. Ah, and every other card draw effect that we're kind of talking about in this, which is extremely valuable because their whole point is, oh, I'm going to diminish the returns because you're going to have to pay mana and you're going to have to pay some life to get some yeah. uh, to get some cards in hand. Necropotence just says what what is what is mana. What no, we're not. I mean, you want to talk about what is mana? Let's talk about this. Uh, Kyrick, son of Yogmoth. Yeah. Or Phyrexian Black, Phyrexian Black, Phyrexian Black. That's seven mana. Or if you know what you're doing, that's four mana and six life. Mm. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm so happy that you went in that transition without me having to do anything further. (laughs) Legendary creature Phyrexian Horror Minion to two two. Mm -hmm. Now remember, legendary creatures don't get hit by Piru. Uh, lifelink, that's on brand, for each black mana symbol in a cost, you may pay two life rather than pay that mana. Uh, yeah. yeah. Whenever you cast a black spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Kyrick, son of Yogmoth. So, yeah, Mike, basically as soon as we get a little bit of life on our hands, which we already have plenty, Kyrick is one of sure. the most powerful spells in the entire game of Casual Commander. This is a kill on sight times a million but in yep. our deck, this is doing exactly what we want to do. We don't want to be spending a lot of mana. We do want to be spending a lot of life. And we want to be getting a lot of resources from our life. Kirik is going to help sure. us do that. Let's, let's talk about... I, I, I don't even know if it's on this list, but it's it's growing into my head okay. here. Um, I, let's talk about Kirik, the the artifact. How about Bola Citadel? Yeah. Like it, it's just like it, we're talking about the ability of oh, Bolus I Citadel have so is, much life. That's going to win us the game. Yeah, yeah. that is another win con of pay life, cast whatever the top card is of your library, yep. keep going. Uh, okay, cool. And yeah. you may pay life uh, when you cast the top card of your library, and you may look at the top card of your library at any time. Pay life equal to its mana value, and then we have the activated mm-hmm. ability: sacrifice ten non-land permanents, deal ten damage to each opponent. Perfect. Absolutely okay. perfect. Yeah. Let, okay. You know what, Alex? I'm done with doing the, the okay. oh, I have so much life so I can draw my deck. I can pay all of the cards off the top of my library. I can, I, you know what? Never mind. I don't want to do that anymore. All right. Let's, let's talk about other ways that you can win the game. Okay. Well, with, my cons- with this kind consider of this. Set. The best offense yeah. is a good defense in some cases. Okay. And in this case, if we have built up a board of creatures and we're wiping the board all the time, well, how are we going to defend ourselves with our creatures? I think you'll find that when you're wiping the board all the time, or at least uh, just causing absolute chaos with Piru, Mm -hmm. simply making our side of the board immune to that board wipe that Piru is doing is enough to put us over the top and maybe even win us the game. And that effect can come as easily as two mana, Boros Charm. Uh, it's an instant for red-white. Choose one, Boros Charm deals four damage to target player or planeswalker. Or 
Permanents you control gain indestructible until end of turn. Or target creature gains double strike until end of turn. Um, 99% of the time we're picking the, the indestructible effect. Indestructible. The other effects are just there. I mean, it's just a little gravy on top. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, simply making our board indestructible and then Piru deals damage to everything. Well, now we're the only ones with the board. So we are yep. in a huge lead. Mike, tell me about some of these other effects that's, that make our board protected from Piru's wrath. So the two that kind of stuck out to me, because I love whenever it's uh, something that's essentially the same mana value, the same everything else, right? Yeah. So let's talk about Flawless Maneuver and Unbreakable Formation. Okay. So two different instants, two generic and a white that says, essentially, creatures you control gain indestructible until... Now, I like Flawless with... Maneuver a little bit better. Oh, I do. They, they both give your creatures indestructible, but then they both have different types of extra. So Unbreakable Formations has addendum. If you cast this spell during your main phase, you can put a plus one, plus one counter on each of those creatures and they gain vigilance until end of turn. Uh, that's fine if, if you're turning it into indestructible attackers. That that can be useful. Okay. That's not typically what you're going to do. Flawless Maneuver, on mm-hmm. the other hand, if you control a commander, you may cast this spell without paying its mana cost. So right before Piru is going to die, you still control Piru. So let's go ahead and do this for free. That's great. Gross. I like that. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me tell you about what is one of my favorite creatures that I just jam into every deck that I can fit it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Soul of Nufirexia. Oh, mama. Six mana for an artifact creature, Phyrexian Avatar. Six, six with trample. Two activated abilities. First one, five mana. Permanence you control gain indestructible until end of turn. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about this before in our Rattlesnake episode. When your opponents know that you can do something, you can do it without having to do it. It's countering yep. the effect before it even hits the stack. It's, it, it, it's it counters just there. people's thought process. Right. So, exactly. That's just there as an option. You can use it to protect your board from Piru. You can threaten it to protect from other kinds of board wipes it can just sit there but oh no they removed soul of new phyrexia what are we gonna do how about the second of activated ability five mana and exile soul of new phyrexia from your graveyard same thing permanence you control gain indestructible until end of turn this is the creature that simply will not let your stuff die no matter how badly you want it to it is it is literally too legit to quit no <laughs> it gets to retire. The mana cost is eventually. high, but it's very worth it. Yes, 100%. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what. I want to talk about one more on this section before we I move on. I have an on. idea. Go ahead. <laughs> how about something quite on theme? How about Yes, that y- you're already there. <laughs> how about Archangel Avison? Yeah. You know what? We don't Flip we don't want to do the big scary the big scary all permanence one. Right. I mean, if you want to do that, feel free. But let's talk about the one that is just like right on damn theme. Right. Uh, go ahead. Go okay. ahead, Alex. Well, I'm, I'm typing this out as for, we go. <laughs> for three white white, it's five mana legendary creature angel. She's a four four. Uh, with Flash, Flying, and Vigilance. Whenever Archangel Avison enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. And when a non-angel creature you control dies, transform Archangel Avison at the beginning of the next upkeep. And right on theme, Avison the Purifier is a red legendary creature angel 6-5 with flying. 
When this creature transforms into Avacyn the Purifier, it deals three damage to each other creature and each opponent. It's, I mean, could you even come up with a more on-theme card? No, it's, it, it, that's, that's the point. Like, it's, hey, not only are we going to do the thing, we're going to do the thing and it's going to lean into the thing. Let's go. Let's go. I love this stuff. Um, that's that's pretty good as far as I want to protect my board. I want things to be cool. I want them to be indestructible. But I want I want to lean out of that list, but something very tangential to I, it. You know what's really perfect. cool mechanic for, for this? Yeah, what's that? Persist. Persist. Let's go into some things that can give our creatures persist, or more importantly... Let's talk about giving some of our opponents persist. There's really only a couple hey, of options, but... I know, uh, but how, oh my gosh, how political, they're so neat. How political is right? the option to say, okay, well, guess what? Everything's dead, except exactly what I choose is not dying, or is coming back after it dies. Make your case. <laughs> Who wants to make a deal? What are we going right. to be able How to about here? Cauldron of Souls, Mike? Cauldron of Souls, five mana artifact, tap it. Choose any number of target creatures. Each of those creatures gains persist until end of turn. What is persist, though? When a creature with persist dies, if it had no negative one, negative one counters on it, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control with a negative one, negative one counter on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So Recurrable, yeah. let things come Repeatable back. Repeatable recursion. Yep. 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 Cauldron Haze is very similar. It's one in Orzov, which is white or black. Two mana. Same effect, but on an instant. Um, yep. Two very strong you get to options. Use, yes, exactly. And more importantly, here's the difference. Cauldron of Souls, that can be removed. So, so people can see what's going on. They can say, okay, we're going to get rid of this. Cauldron Haze, great. It is one more spell that you're going to be able to use without people expecting it. Yeah. If... It, I want you to imagine if you did the thing that everybody knew was coming and they prepared for that. So Piru, he's probably, Alex is probably, well, actually, let's do this the right way. Chris is probably going to let Piru die on his next upkeep. He doesn't have a sack outlet right now. All right, fine. Let's prepare for the board being wiped. And then Chris plays Cauldron Haze on his upkeep and he plays a two mana, I'm going to keep all of my other stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, that's power. Because right now you're talking about a different type of threat. Now it's no longer we have to reset after the board wipe. It's, oh, this is a board wipe for everybody but our legendary creatures and Chris. Yeah. I dig this. I dig this so this much. This is so much fun, Mike. I think we should take a brief break and then come back and talk about uh, the fundamentals of the deck, the ramp, the draw, and the removal, and the lands that maybe aren't as flashy but are very important and still on theme uh so let's finish out this deck when we come back okay we'll see you in a second all right everybody we're back and we've got a lot of vegetables to get to we've got a lot of how do we make the deck actually you know do all of this cool stuff but i still i alex i can i have some dessert first like, I know you don't, you, okay, you don't recommend Okay, we're going to have a little bit okay, of Okay, cool, 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 uh, cool, cool. We still have to talk about how we're going to gain life. Yeah, because Piru does um, it, but yeah. we, can't, we, we can't always rely on Piru. They're expensive. So what else are we going to do here, Alex? What do we, where do we want to yeah, start? Yeah, let's, let's talk about this, uh, this newer one that's quite fun, Angel of Destiny. Okay. Um, 
for three white white five mana it's a creature angel cleric mm-hmm. with flying and double strike it's a two six whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player you and that player each gain that much life sure. and at the beginning of your end step if you have at least 15 life more than your starting life total so 55 mm-hmm. each player angel of destiny attacked this turn loses the game so this is a really good post Piru explodes end of turn or second main or whatever. I'm going to play Angel yeah. of Destiny now. Because you presumably have put yourself right. in a position where if Piru dies, you have gotten a decent amount of life. And now this yeah, is... Yeah, you've gotten a ton of life. Yeah, yeah, this is now target player loses the game if Angel of Destiny... Uh, excuse me, Angel of Destiny sticks on the table. Woof. Alex, yeah, I mean, this is going to knock somebody it, out. It for sure is going to knock somebody out. It it it, it do the work uh, that we're talking about here. Um, what else are we looking at as far as you know life gain? As far as when you're when you're actively gaining life, what's your benefit? What do we want? Okay. Well, how about this one? We mm-hmm. have cleric class, which is a one mana enchantment class. Mm-hmm. I like this one. Uh, if you would gain life, you gain that much life plus one instead. Sure. And then we have level two, which you can get to by paying three and a white at sorcery speed. Whenever you gain life, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Aha. Okay. But what about level three for mm-hmm. four and a white? When this class becomes level three, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yes. You gain life equal to its toughness. Yes. So we both, we have gaining extra life whenever we gain life. And Piru causes many distinct instances yes. of life gain. Yes. So we're going to add one to all of them. Yep. And then on top of that, when we invest a little mana, we're actually getting a reanimation effect. Well, not even just that. Like that middle, that middle tier is also the one that I find really interesting. Because the idea of whenever you gain life in multiple instances, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Yeah. If you have another yeah. legendary creature or something that you decide, you know what? You can I want, really bulk you that can, thing up. Yeah, that thing yeah. is going to be great. Even if it's not a legendary creature, but you give it some kind of protection from Piru. Yeah. Okay, great. Now this thing is going to get how many plus one, plus one counters? Well, as many are as on the as board. As many creatures as <laughs> we're hit. Yeah. I, I, this I this has that. some utility on it. It does. Yeah. And for, it, like again, the worst case scenario is that they one mana enchantment that says you get a little bit of extra life each time. That's not breaking the bank for something that's kind of neat why not no not at all i dig not at all. uh give me one more from this and then i want to i want to switch on to i like you know i like it i like the idea of you know gaining life and getting benefit right i i, I want one more on this and then we've got another section similar in life game that i want to lean into all right well here's hard. here's a little win more but this is real cheap win more yeah. spirit link for white one mana it's an enchantment aura with enchant creature. When enchanted creature deals damage, oh, yeah. you gain that much life. Yeah. So you're going to enchant Piru, and you're going to literally double the amount of life that you're gaining off of Piru's trigger for one mana. Mike. It's it's the, uh, I forgot, what, what was the show Pimp My Ride, where it, where the meme is the thing of like... Your life gain in your life I got li- I put some life gain yeah. in your life gain. I love, yeah. I love the idea of Spirit Link, almost like the Armadillo Cloak, except for way more interesting as we far also as have vampiric concerned. link for black which does the same there thing. there you go black. there you go yeah so if, if you're not getting enough life 
here you go. Here, here's, here's, There's, here's some more fun. And that is that one man at a double period's effect. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It, it, it's not going to hurt everything as hard, but it's going to make everything else taste. Oh, so, so, so sweet. Um, let's go lean into a couple of other things. Like, Alex, How I about think. Life Game Payoff. Yeah, the Life Game Payoff. I think that this is a, I think this is a deck where if you wanted to make a budget version of this deck, you could probably do it pretty easy. Life Game seems like one of those uh, play styles where it's either really expensive or it's really cheap. And frankly, you can go either way with Piru and do pretty well. Um, everybody knows about the uh, Exquisite Blood Sanguine Bond combo. But we get to benefit off just the inexpensive card in that combo. Uh, yeah, Sanguine Bond is nothing. Yeah, Sanguine Bond... $2 card, and I, we're hitting it for a reason here. Three generic mana, black, black. So five mana enchantment that says whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. Oh my god. That is, if you so choose, target opponent probably loses the game when Piru dies. Almost certainly. And more importantly, enchantments are really cool. Like, this is something where this is going right. to stick around. You're not blowing it up when you're blowing everything else up. But you could also have this exact same effect with a creature in recent history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, talk to me about Vito! Yeah, I was just going to say, Vito Thorn of the Dusk Rose for two and a black, three mana. Uh, this is, for this deck, this is an even better option. Yes. Uh, because he is a legendary creature vampire yep. cleric, so Peter doesn't touch him. <laughs> so one, three, with that same effect as Sanguine Bond, whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. But uh, then we have an extra bonus uh, for three black, black, five mana activated ability. Creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. Now, Pure already has lifelink, but that's just a... Honestly, you're already getting a two mana discount for a better uh, type line yep. than Sanguine Bond. And you also get this lifelink line. This is a great include for three mana. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. When, whenever you get to add extra versatility onto something that also has the ability to stick around and not be, oh, I have to work around this thing that I'm dealing with? Awesome. I, I'm, I'm all for that. This is great. Um, what else are we going to look at here, Alex? Let's, let's talk about more benefits yeah. of gaining life. Okay. Well, let me, let me talk to you about another legendary creature that I think goes really well in this deck. Okay. Karlov of the Ghost Council. Yeah. That, I, I, I was wondering which one, because there's a bunch of legendary creatures that care about if you have higher life or if you gain life. But this yes. this works really well. Yes. I like this. For white and black, two mana, legendary creature, spirit advisor, 2-2. Two, two. Whenever you gain life, so that's every single creature that Piru hits, put two plus one plus one counters on Karlova the Ghost Console, mm-hmm. and then you can pay white, black, and remove six plus one plus one counters from Karlov of the Ghost Console. Exile target creature. So we have this engine in Piru that is just dominating the board everything's taking a ton of damage but not legendary creatures mike and not indestructible creatures. commanders are still sticking around yeah we got to worry about creatures with uh, pro red white or black Mm -hmm. and uh, there are some things that you really want to get rid of but you can't karlov is going to take you the extra mile like okay how many of those creatures are there not that many right but we're gonna just just we're there we're exiling them for two mana Mm -hmm. And for every three creatures that are on the board when Piru pops, we can spend two mana and exile a creature. Yeah. I don't think you're going to run into too many 
Like, sure, maybe an opponent's board's going to be indestructible. So you can use this to blow up the Abyssin. Right. Or whatever they have. Right. And then after that, uh, get rid of everything else from there. But Karlov is really rewarding you for doing what you do normally. And he's removing the big obstacles, the things that Piru can't kill. Yep. Karlov takes care of. Yeah, it, it's... And he stays alive. It, it is one of those things where my favorite part about everything that you said, right? And about this card in particular. Yes, it gets around the fact that the things that are going to stick around are problematic on their own because legendary creatures, well, commanders are legendary creatures, which means... Those are commanders, yeah. yeah. that's going to be a yeah. problem. Uh, indestructible, well, that's a problem, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we're talking about a two-mana creature that is safe from Piru in a deck that's trying to gain life in a bunch of different ways that gets the benefit of exiling target creature that would be a problem otherwise at instant speed. So you can just make this thing as big as you possibly can, and it takes you two mana each time to say, okay, we're going to get rid of that, that, and that now. Love it. That's It's, it's so good. It's so good. Um, let's talk about something else that avoids Piru's Wrath, uh, but has a lot of benefit to you having as much life as possible. How about a, how about a Jani, Strength of the Pride? Uh, we're talking okay. about two generic white white for a legendary planeswalker ajani comes in with five loyalty plus one you gain life equal to the amount of creatures you control plus the amount of planeswalkers you control that's fine uh minus two create a two two you make an ajani's pride mate uh that you yeah. get a plus one plus one counter whenever you gain life cool last Great. one if you have at least uh, for zero if you have at least for zero, for zero so you could have made two his pride ultimate mates. is zero it's so good so, worst case scenario, you have to gain some life for this to be in effect, but best case scenario, this could be just a four mana, let's do this. If you have at least 15 life more than your starting life total, exile a Jani, Strength of the Pride, and each artifact and creature your opponents control. Oh, my. That is an almost everything, everybody else, not board wipe, board exile. All right, let's calculate Woo! this, Mike. As long as Piru hits three things, yep. as long as there are three other non-legendary creatures on the battlefield when Piru pops, a Johnny Strength of the Pride is going to exile all of your opponent's creatures and all of their artifacts, mm -hmm. and they're screwed. No mana rocks, no mana, no utility artifacts. All of their creatures are gone, including their commander. They have no blockers. And it's for zero. You can do it immediately, and they can't remove a Johnny in time. Yep. Because when you cast a Planeswalker, and that Planeswalker resolves, priority comes back to you, and you can then immediately put a, a loyalty ability on the stack. Ca and that's that. Counter it or stifle. That's what you got. Well, you could reduce uh, their life total to less than... 55 yeah true that's the third true option. you need to whoo, you need to good luck with that, that. um yeah. yes um so that's that's insane that is a four mana essentially that is a four mana sorcery it's four mana speed. Con. Yeah, yeah well i was gonna say four mana sorcery speed cyclonic rift almost because think of what you're doing to everybody else for doing what your deck is supposed to be doing anyway Right. That's that's nuts. I, I yes. Gaining life is gaining life is not overrated. <laughs> let's let's just put that. This deck is doing some pretty cool stuff with it. 
Is there anything else we want to hit before we get into our vegetables and potatoes and all of the other sustenance instead of the meat and dessert that we've been going with so far? I think... Yeah, I think that's all we'll talk about okay. for, for life gain payoff. Yeah. All the, all the other cards that I'm looking at that are life gain payoffs lead into card draw. So I kind of... Right. I, 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 yeah, we have, yeah, we have other things let's, to talk about. Yeah. Let's go ahead and... How about we lean into card draw then? You've you okay. got all this cool stuff. Let's figure out how we're going to get it into our hand. Alex, I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help on the transition here because okay. there's two of these cards that are actually kind of on the same list that we're looking at. Uh, let's talk about Well of Lost Dreams. This is a four generic, uh, generic mana artifact that says whenever you gain life, you may pay X, where X is less than or equal to the amount of life you gained. If you do, draw X cards. Piru dies. You do something else to get you some life, of which there are many ways that we're trying to go for that in this deck. Mm -hmm. When you do, you pay as much as you see fit and draw that many cards. The other part about this is you don't have to kill Piru every time he comes out onto the battlefield. He's still mm -hmm. a big, scary 7-7 seven, seven flying lifelink. So swing with him. Decide how many cards you want to get. Then decide if you're going to kill Piru or if you're going to let him stick around because you've got other cards and you've got other options. You've got other ways of making things work. I like Will of Lost Dreams a lot. Um, the other one that I want to lean into because I think it is such a banger and it doesn't get enough play in frankly, any white decks, but it should, is Dawn of Hope. One generic and a white for an enchantment that says whenever you gain life, you may pay two if you do draw a card. That's fine. You know what I mean? That That is conditional card draw. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. More importantly, you also have the ability to pay three and a white to create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token with lifelink, which means you have the ability to give more things for Piru to eat on her way out. It's just more instances of putting tokens onto the battlefield to do more of the thing that you like to do with Piru. And I love that. I, I, I like feeding the beast. What else you got for me? Well, Mike, I think that this is a card that a lot of life decks would like to include, but maybe more often than not, the amount of raw life gain that's happening doesn't necessarily justify it okay um let's let's talk about alhamret's archive oh yeah holy For cow and it's a legendary artifact with uh two replacement effects static abilities if you would gain life you gain twice that much life instead so that's easy yeah you're getting a bunch of life with piru now you're getting double that much life yep. but it also has if you would draw a card except for the first one you draw in each of your draw steps draw two cards instead yep so we already want the extra life gain because we can spend our life as a resource and uh, and advance and win the game with it mm -hmm. but on top of that any of the other draw effects spells that we have those are also doubling up yep so we're double dipping here oh yeah we're, we're leaning hard into exactly what we're gonna we're gonna get our benefits from right I, that, it's so good i love it awesome awesome call uh give me i mean obviously like yeah, you're not gonna do. You're not necessarily gonna do the skull clamp thing to a thousand one ones like you normally would, but you still might. Right. Uh, skull clamp is definitely a good card for go, going in here. But even if the worst case scenario, <sighs> here's the thing: if if we're if our goal is to make one ones for everybody, including us, okay, we got some we got some targets. The 
downside of Skull Clamp being equipped to Piru and then you choosing to let Piru die in some way, shape, and form, that's not bad either. I'm not leaning too hard into it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and, you know, raise the banner and protest that it needs to be there. But mm-hmm. I do like it. Um Alright, here's one I like. Okay. How about Erebos Bleak Hearted? Okay. For three and a black, it's a legendary enchantment creature god with indestructible. That's exactly what we like yep. because it's not going to get hit by Piruf. It's a 5-6 indestructible. As long as your devotion to black is less than five, Erebos isn't a creature. That's sure. a standard Theros god effect. Mm-hmm. Whenever another creature you control dies, you may pay two life if you do draw a card. Oh, okay. And then it also has an activated ability. You can pay one in a black and sack a creature. Target creature gains minus two, minus one until end of turn. So we also have a little sack outlet for Piru on here. Um, yeah, we're pay two left, draw a card. I, there are a few things that we would be able to get that's better than that. Right. And Necropotence is one of them. So Yeah, I was going to... Uh, Erebus yeah. carded, I think, is a pretty good raid. I do le- I, I lean into that. I, I like that a lot. Um, I'll tell you what, if we're, if we're talking about drawing cards... And paying a little bit of life to do so. How about greed? Yeah. Yes. So talk talk to me a little bit about greed as I type it in. So we're we're con- we're constructing our list, but it just it just seems like it fits so well, and the value is exactly where we need it to be. Yeah, greed is a classic pick in black for three and a black. It's an enchantment with a single activated ability. Uh, pay a black, pay two life, draw a card. Um, one mana is not that much to draw a card. That's one of the best rates you'll ever get. And for this deck, two life is, you don't even notice it. We'll say that. No. It, it, what yeah. is a sliver of one soul compared to unimaginable wealth? In this deck, that it's, flavor oh man, it really fits applies. so hard. Yeah. It fits so hard. Yay, flavor win. It fits win. so hard. Yeah. We did it. All right. Any, anything else we want to hit in the, the card draw specific category here? Yeah, let's see. Oh, wait. Did we talk about village rights? Village rights? Yeah. Let's see. Okay, so here. Either way, if we're hitting it again, I apologize. Uh, village rights. One black for an instant. As an additional cost to cast this spell, sacrifice a creature, draw two cards. Let's draw two cards for one mana and do the Piru thing. I don't know if we can include it or not. I think that, that falls into that same category of uh, of cheap black yeah. sacrifice a creature yeah, and draw it, things it, we were talking it, about earlier. Well, if we said it before, I apologize. Yeah, if not, we're, we're, hey, look, yeah. it fits in two categories. Da, 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 da. We definitely want to be running the, the black sacrifice a creature oh, and draw sure. cards effects for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have we um, got here? Let's see. Well, at the top end, we have uh, a nice effect here for not a lot of money. Uh, Harvester of Souls for four black black, mm-hmm. six mana. It's a five five creature demon with death touch. Mm-hmm. Whenever another non token creature dies, you may draw a card. Um, as long as this is out and Piru goes off, mm, you're gonna draw as many cards as, as, as creatures that Piru killed. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say the the non token. It hurts me a little. A little. A bit, little yeah. bit. But yeah. I have an idea. How about how about we do the exact same thing for just a little bit less? Okay. Uh, so we're going to be giving a lot of creatures to everybody, right? But that also yeah. means we're going to be giving something to ourselves. So when you do that, I kind of like the idea of putting a Grim Horror Specs in here. 
Two okay. generic and a black for a 3-2 human wizard with morph for a black. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, draw a card. Not going to get the full value of everything that's on the board, but if you're able to kill Piru and four of your own creatures, okay, I can live with that. The other one that I was looking at was Midnight Reaper. Uh, yeah. Two generic and a black, and probably the right call between the two. Uh, yeah. Whenever uh, three two for three mana zombie knight. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, Midnight Reaper deals one damage to you and you draw a card. The benefit of that being that when Midnight Reaper dies, you can also draw a card off it. So you know one more guaranteed draw versus uh, Grim Horror Specs, which is not going to be able to include itself as another non-token creature. Right. Cool. What else we got? Let's see. You know, I really am a big fan of Zancha's Sleeper Agent. Okay. And uh, I think it deals double duty in this deck. Yeah. Uh, for one black-red, legendary creature Phyrexian Minion, 5-5. Five, five. Zancha's Sleeper Agent enters the battlefield under the control of an opponent of your choice. Mm-hmm. Zancha attacks each combat of Fable and can't attack its owner or Planeswalkers its owner controls. And then Zancha has an activated ability, pay three mana, Zancha's controller loses two life, and you draw a card, any player may activate this ability. So we're giving a creature to an opponent for that creature to be destroyed. But before it does, uh, we can drain that player's life and draw cards off of it and then blow it up and gain all the life that we just... Uh, yeah. We can blow it up and, and gain a bunch of life. Yeah. yeah. No, I, that's... Yeah. That, that's you got it in one, man. Well, it's it's, it's uh, excuse so me, good. I should, whoa, let's let's walk that back. Oh, Zandra's a legendary creature, so she won't be hit. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's even so see, part of the deck. Building, she stays guys. on the board. Yeah, <laughs> they stay on the board, and they're going to continue to be forced to attack. But attack into what? Everything's dead. Mm-hmm. So can't attack you. Attacks into opponents. They have no creatures to block with, mostly, mm-hmm. and. People who need mana, they're just going to drain that player's life, which is what we want to be doing. Yeah, and we're drawing cards. I think Zandra's a good fit here. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I I, I yeah. enjoy it. Uh, yeah. What do we? Okay, so we we're dealing with our life game. We're dealing with our uh, how the deck is enabling you know Piru to do the stuff. We've talked a little bit about the ways that we win with it. Where do we want to go from here? Well, we can uh, we can talk about the other aspect of draw effects which is tutoring i think we have a couple of options now we've talked about some of our uh, favorite tutors in other episodes but we can touch on a few of these here that are that are very nice uh one that's nice for this deck uh, diabolic intent i love this tutor Mm -hmm. one in a black for a sorcery as an additional cost to cast a spell sacrifice a creature and then it's diabolic tutor search your library for a card and put that card into your hand and shuffle so uh pure is gone or a token if you prefer and you just got the best card out of your deck, whatever that is. Yep. And again, it's a social contract deck. So, of course, scheming symmetry is something that should go in here. Because, oh, absolutely. Because let's, let's be real. Um, and Wish Claw Talisman. Yep. I was going to say, the only reason that uh, neither of those cards were mentioned at the very beginning, because they weren't the first section that we talked about. Da, 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 right. Da. No. Well, Mike, there's, there's a tutor that you really want to make sure you get in here. Uh, tell me what tutor that might be. Oh, well, don't put me on the spot. I'm typing things. Oh, it's, it's an equipment tutor. Oh, well, here's the thing. I actually want to talk about this a little bit. Okay. 
Because I am a big fan of Sun Forger in just about every single I think way. a lot of people are. Right? It, it's just... it. The amount of things that it can do, especially now that it's been reprinted to the point where it wasn't like a, a $40 card or whatever it was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Awesome, right? This is a budget. But how many cool instance CMC4 less than Wet and Red do we have here's, in the deck so far? Here's the thing when we get into targeted removal, maybe that changes. But right now, I'm not looking at a lot of white or red instance, but I'm looking at some really good ones. You know what I mean? Right. We're talking about protecting our entire board. And tutoring to be able to do it for the indestructible. Sure. Here's here's the other problem, right? Because it's kind of a non-bow. Right. We don't want to have it on Piru because it'll unequip when Piru dies. Mm-hmm. We can't put it on normal creatures because they'll die. Mm-hmm. It would have to go on one of our legendary creatures. And yeah, we're running a few, but not that many. Right. And then we also have a few white and red instants, but... Uh, I mean, I'm sure you can give me a better count. I don't think we actually have that many. There's, we have a there's, lot of black instances. As far as what we've actually gone through here, we're talking yeah. about five or six. Now, again, okay, they're absolute beaters of those right. five or six. But I, I think this is one of those, like, it's in the side, it, like, in the maybe board kind of category. Sure. You know what I mean? I think that Sunforger is a great card. We all love it. But I don't think... As currently constructed. Right. Probably not. Later on, if, if Chris changes this deck and adds a bunch more instants... Sunforger might be more relevant for the deck, but yeah. right now, uh, maybe not an include for this deck. Yep, I, I'm, I reluctantly agree. Is, is okay. where where I'm at. Um, okay, so what other tutors are we looking at? Are we feeling pretty good about? Uh, I mean, you know, we can go into the idyllic tutor, ju- uh, just because is it idyllic or idyllic? I don't know. either way. Idyllic. Okay, idyllic. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking ideally. There it is. So idyllic tutor. Uh, two generic and a white for a sorcery to search your library for an enchantment card, put energy in your hand, and then shuffle your library. I mean, if we're talking about Sanguine Bond being something to absolutely wreck and win the game, mm-hmm. if, if it's time for the game to end and you're trying to figure out how to do it, okay, there it is. Go get it, play it, let Piru die, be done with it. Right. Uh, any other tutors, or are we, are we feeling pretty good there? Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that about runs it out. We don't want to be running uh, too many tutors. No. That makes our deck a little bit too consistent. Yeah, no, and, um, in fact, we are yeah. in a. Uh, we're in a non-green. Uh, yeah. Era, so I mean, Wayfarer's Bubble is a great one. I, I think this is more ramp than a tutor. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, let's move right into ramp after this, right? Yeah, so sure. let's start with Wayfarer's Bubble. Uh, one mana artifact for with two tap and sacrifice it. Search your library for a basic land card and uh, put that card onto the battlefield tapped and shuffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an excellent, excellent ramp piece for non-green decks. I really think it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, because you curve out twice. Sure. Turn one, turn two. And then, I mean, you, you said it yourself. We get into the actual ramp pieces after that, right? Yeah. Um, well, let's let's do the ones that aren't necessary, necessarily the... Uh, you know, uh, immediate, like, oh, of course, well, it's going to have a soul ring. Of course, it's going to have the, like, we're going to give it a little bit sure. more more generosity towards the ramp and the, you know, ramp cards you would normally put in because we're, you're right, we're absolutely not dealing with green here. Um, but let's start with Ashnod's Altar again, mentioning it from before. The ability okay. to sacrifice an instant speed and generate some mana based off of that. Okay, I'm, I'm more than happy to throw that in here as something that we can probably lean into. Um, the next one that I want to bring up is, again, not on this list, because 
at, you know, things are sometimes just a sign for me to be able to talk about my favorite card, uh, Oath of Lieges. Um, okay, yeah. I, I Again, it is a social contract deck, so we are going to give everybody the opportunity to go ahead and get some mana onto the battlefield. So one white, uh, one and a white for an enchantment that says during each player's upkeep, if that player controls fewer lands than target opponent, the player may search their library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. So it is a before you've drawn your card, land to go onto the battlefield if somebody else has more lands than you. I just... It makes games so much more fun for everybody to have an extra resource just for being able to play fair. And I, I that's kind of what I feel about Oath of Legion. So I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, put, put my my foot down. No, Oath of Legions is going in this deck. Yeah, I mean, no arguments here. That's fine by me. Perfect. What else you got for me? Well, I'll tell you what. We've we've talked about uh we've talked about ritual effects and how yeah. they're not very, you know, consistently something that we put want to put in there with the exception of one. And if we're also talking about the ability to give other people's lands, let's go ahead and get some benefit out of that. I I want to put mana geyser in this deck. Our commander is eight mana the first time that we cast it if we have yeah, to cast it again let's really go nice ritual. Yeah. yeah so five uh, it's five mana total three generic red red for a sorcery add red for each tapped land your opponents control awesome this is this is very good to get ahead if this is your p- turn five play you're probably going to no. be doing pretty okay if it's your turn nine play let's yeah, go. There you go let's, let's get go. it uh, I, I like Mana Geyser a lot. I'm happy to put that in there. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a good pick. Okay. Um, man, Jessica's Will is really good, but it is climbing in price. It's 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 yeah. it's just going there. Um, but it, I think Jessica's Will is another one. Two generic and a red for a sorcery. Choose one. If you control a commander as you cast the spell, you can choose both. Uh, add red for each card and target opponent's hand. Exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn. Uh, just just really good value on a stick. Card advantage as well as ramp. Cool. Go for it. I want to talk about uh, a, a nice ramp piece that this deck can turn from gross into truly disgusting. Okay. A treasonous ogre. Oh, yeah! Yeah, treasonous ogre is a... Uh, Three and a red four mana creature ogre shaman two three with dethrone um, and an activated ability pay three life to add a red mana. So, what's the most efficient way to turn life into mana? I mean, we have a few options. Yeah. <laughs> like Kirik, but uh, Kirik is dangerous and high threat and expensive. Treasonous ogre is none of those things. That is true. Um, people don't appreciate that. Paying two life instead of a mana is just busted. Mm-hmm. Paying three life instead of a mana is not that much less busted. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's especially with the amount of life that we have. I, I love how that that's put on there is like, oh, this is also bad. It's like, is it? <laughs> is it? Uh, yes, yes. The answer is yes. This is also yeah, very. It doesn't very look bad. scary, but it's very strong. I dig that a lot. I yeah. I, I, I enjoy that. I and I mean. We can, you know, we can call it call it however we want to. You know what I mean? But right. you're you're outside of green. 
you're you're leaning hard into your signets you're leaning hard into a soul ring you know mm-hmm. um i it is what it is i you know i it is if, if if you have the ability to get out some of these other creatures that give you more benefit on getting land or getting mana for paying life or things like that absolutely i would say that the most fun that you can have with this deck is going to be well how much life am i gonna bid to get whatever i do want um and speaking of which uh, I have one more card that I want to put in there uh, as a okay. social contract favorite that is not in any of the categories, probably, um, but mm. it definitely fits the theme. Um, Mage's Contest goes into this deck, right? Yeah, you're paying life to you're paying uh, life to counter to a spell, a spell. But, you're, yeah. but you're bidding life with the table. <laughs> so yeah. I do like the uh, idea. You're going to win that bid. Yeah, thing. it's one of those yeah. things where almost like a rattlesnake, you can almost do the thing where you play chicken with somebody and they know you're at the poker table and you're looking at everybody who have smaller piles of chips. And then we look over at your side and you have all of the chips. You've made a fortress and you're looking through the chips to see everybody on the outside. Somebody casts a spell and you say, I'm going to cast mages contest. You and I are going to bid life. One of two things is going to happen. They're either going to be, very frustrated and say, nah, whatever, just do it. Or you can try and talk a bit to try to see how much life they're going to be make you bid. Cool. Either way, it's going to be fun for you. I like Mage's Contest to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see what else we have for ramping. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I mean, obviously we, we didn't talk about um, all of the generic mana rocks that sure. I yeah, heavenly recommend signets, you include in this deck. But also, your signets, yeah, yeah. your talismans, your diamonds, or, your soul yeah, ring, yeah, yeah. your diamonds. Yeah, any any mix of any of those, uh, especially the two mana and below mana rocks, yes, um, are big time includes here. You're not in green. You need a nice ramp package. I would say ten to twelve sub two because we talked about it more you know more of the splashy ramp effects that will get you a ton of mana but before you get to that point you need the very low cost yes. ramp effects super low to the ground uh, to start exactly yep right so we're not going to talk about those but they'll be in me, the those are in the deck out. Yeah, yeah i'll exactly with, yeah. when we're when we're actually looking into the show notes and you go and click on the tapped out link for it it'll right. it'll be a full-fledged deck and Part of it is going to be, you know, some maybe, because at the same time, as I am saving and editing this every time, I am scared because I have not done the, okay, how many cards do we have before we get to where we need to end up, where we have to go, our actual vegetables, our vitamins, our minerals, our how we stay alive for as long as possible. We talked about some of those. We did talk about two of our really good ones. Is there anything else that we need to get into as far as our lands, or are we going with a pretty basic land package outside of the generic the general you know what i mean are we are we doing anything outside of of course uh forbidden orchard uh of course we want to get into the point where we're doing as many of our oh okay if you can get the you know the godless shrines if you can get the ones i like this is actually a deck where the shock lands are probably going to be pretty good for you because you're not yeah, going to worry about so. life uh compared to any other ones like if you've got them feel free to run them all in this deck um what else are we looking at in here um i mean i like castle lockthwain for this deck 
Um, so non-basic land, Castle Locked when enters the battlefield, tap to less you control a swamp. Uh, it has tap and add a black. It also has one black, black, and tap. Draw a card, then lose life equal to the number of cards in your hand. Okay. Um, I mean, in other decks, you might start to worry about losing so much life. In this deck, it's just nice to have an ace in the hole that you don't even really worry about. Oh, sure. Uh, draw a card if you just need to draw a card. I got I got a couple more that I'm somewhat uh, into here. Um, yeah. I mean, the the one that's that's speaking to me immediately is is Field of the Dead, just because it turns into another. Yeah, big time. It, it just turns into another target for Piru whenever it's going off. Uh, I just uh, Field of the Dead enters tapped, tap to add a colorless mana. Whenever Field of the Dead or another land enters the battlefield under your control, if you control seven yeah. or more lands with different names, create a two two black zombie creature token. You're going to be in a position where you can do a bunch of different lands in this. You're doing Mardu. You're doing three different colors. You can get pretty unique with it as you see fit. So the idea of getting a 2-2 zombie whenever you play a land, that can be pretty helpful. Um, the other one is a Hall of Heliod Generosity. Because, sure, yeah. uh, you know, legendary we land. Enchantments. Yep, and you're playing enchantments, you know. Uh, so yep. tap, add a colorless, or... You can pay one in a white and tap it and put target enchantment card from your graveyard on top of your library, including the ones that die or, you know, go to the graveyard after they revive Piru. So if you can get to a point where you can just keep recurring Piru over and over, okay. As long as you've got your other bases of how you're going to win the game there, you're pretty good to go for the rest of that, well, for the rest of that round at the very least. Well, I got a land for you here, Mike. Okay. How about Westvale Abbey? Oh, yeah. Westfield yep. Abbey is going to slip right in here. It's a non basic land with tap at a colorless. Two activated abilities. First one, pay five tap and pay a life. Create a 1 1 white and black human cleric creature token. Um, and then we also have pay five mana tap and sacrifice five creatures to transform Westfield Abbey and untap it. It transforms into Ormondal Profane Prince, which is a black legendary creature demon. 9-7, not touched by Piru's effect, uh -huh. with flying, lifelink, indestructible, and haste. Uh, I mean, a more perfect on-theme land you could not possibly ask no, for. No, and, I, and that's, that's, I, I apologize for the noise that I made. It, it was not a, oh, I hate this card. It was much more of a, oh, I didn't think about this. Yeah, That's really good. Well, here's what I'm going to say, Alex. So if, if my math is right, and I've been paying attention as, as best as I possibly can here. We are currently at 61 cards, including Piru themselves, that aren't lands. Mm -hmm. We're in Mardu. So we want to, I, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about, you know, land basis of wanting to be at like 38 to 40 here. Yeah, around there. And yeah. we're at 39. If, if, if everything else we do from this point is lands, I I think we did it, buddy. No, Mike, we're missing a category. What category? Removal. Oh, no! We got to do some fixing. <laughs> we'll make cuts. No, it's okay. Okay, so in, <laughs> in Mardu, we have some excellent options for removal. Yes, Let's you do. the big ones, the rats. Yeah. The rats. Yeah. Which rats should we include? Piru. Um, Piru. <laughs> I like... Uh, I, I think we have a lot of nice options. Um, I'm always going to recommend Austere Command. Okay. In my opinion, that's as far as high cost board wipes go, I think this is one of the best ones for four white white. It's a sorcery with choose two. It's a modal effect. Destroy all artifacts or enchantments mm -hmm. or creatures with 
mana value three or less Mm -hmm. or creatures with mana value four or greater. Yep. So we're probably not necessarily using the last two all the time, but I mean, pure is not always going to be out and destroying stuff. We, we, we need to have some board wipes to take care of some stuff. And this is an extremely flexible board wipe. I like running it. Can I talk about the Um, most flexible board wipe that makes me very happy because it also fits every other thing that I want to do in this deck? Sure. Let's see. It's our, it's our favorite girl. Let's talk about Elspeth, Sun's Champion. Oh, yeah. Four generic, two white for a four loyalty planeswalker, Elspeth. Plus one, put three one one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield. Yes, it is a board wipe that gives us the other things that we want if we don't use the board wipe yet. Minus three, destroy all creatures with power four or greater. Awesome. Also works for what we want to do. Minus seven, you get an emblem with creatures you control, get plus two, plus two, and have flying. We don't care about that. We're, we're not worried about that. We're worried about those first two things. In, our, in this particular section, we're worried about destroy all creatures with power four or greater. Because, great, let's do a board wipe on all the scary stuff and continue to let the small things still be on the board, still be able to fund more tokens and everything like that we normally would. But it also has the other side of, I want to create more tokens as we go. I I dig the heck out of having Elspeth on this deck. I mean, you want to talk about destroying stuff and getting value. Yep. Let's talk about one of my... Pet board wipes. Marshall Coup. Yeah, that was the other one I was going to go to. Marshall Coup Woo-hoo! for X white white uh, sorcery. Create X one one white soldier creature tokens. If X is five or more, destroy all other creatures. Yup. So we're getting that nice board wipe, and then we're setting up with a nice board for ourselves that we can then sacrifice and destroy later on with Piru and our other effects. I love this board wipe so much. Very good. Very, very, very good. All right. Any other board wipes we want to hit before we get into the more targeted removal here? How about this one? Um, I mean, we have Deadly Tempest. Here's a nice on-game option. For four black black, it's a sorcery. Destroy all creatures. Each player loses life equal to the number of creatures they were they controlled Good. that were destroyed this way. We're trying to make people die through uh, through high life loss. Exactly. We and, we want uh, to uh, we want to get as much encouragement to. We're going to destroy things, and we would when we destroy things, we want it to hurt just a little bit more than it's hurting us. So exactly, I love that. I did. I that's Great. very very good. Um, okay. Cool. Let's talk about uh, spot removal. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's see. You got to have spot removal. Let's see if we can make Sunforger worthwhile in this deck. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And and being in white and black, we have access to uh, the finest spot removal in the entire game. Only the finest. Of course, we're talking about swords. Of course, we're talking about paths. Um, but we have a huge number of options. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's see what we're looking. I mean, at let's here. talk about it. I mean, like uh, swords and path go in here, right? They're the best. Oh type yes, of, they like do. They have to be. Yes, they and do. they lean into what we what we want to do because we are going to give some benefit for the terrible, terrible thing that we're already doing. The social contract. Yeah, uh, let's talk about because we talked about uh, Karlov of the Ghost Council. That's a nice uh, spend life and, and yeah. get rid of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Ilea Eternal Pilgrim, okay, which is uh, for white black. That's two mana, legendary creature, quirk cleric with death touch. She's at two three. Uh, she has two activated abilities. The first one is pay one and sacrifice another creature. You gain life equal to the sacrifice creature's toughness. Nice effect. Yep. We also have pay one white black, sacrifice another creature, exile target, non-land permanent, 
activate this ability only if you have at least 10 life more than your starting life total. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not going to be a problem. No, especially when it's another creature that gets to stick around because they're legendary, so we're not worried about it. Yep, she is legendary. Awesome. Uh, Again, another another beneficiary. Repeatable exile. Yep. Um, Let's see. I kind of wanted to lean into uh, our other Tesa, Orzhov Scion. Okay. Because we've got a three mana, so one generic white black for a legendary creature, human advisor, two, three. Sacrifice three white, uh, white creatures, remove target creature from the game. So exile target creature, right? Yep. And then whenever another black creature you control dies, create a one, one white spirit creature token with flying. It doesn't say another non-token black creature. Yeah. So if we're making tokens of anything, and we're making any black creatures, if we've got any of our standard black creatures that are coming in here, we're already repopulating the board a little bit with more tokens for Piru to come back out into a decent board state. And at the worst case scenario, okay, great. We've got three white creatures, exile target creature. I kind of dig a little bit of the versatility on this card. It might be one of those like doesn't quite make the cut, but I do like it, and I think it at least has to be mentioned. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I mean, as long as we're men uh, talking about our pet cards, yeah. let's talk about Winds of Abandon real quick. Again. Oh, no, no, no. That's uh, This is not a pet, a pet card. This is going in the deck. This is a great <laughs> card. Uh, one and a white for a sorcery. Exile target creature you don't control. For each creature exiled this way, its controller searches their library for a basic land card. And those players put those cards onto the battlefield, tap, then shuffle. And, of course, it has overload for four white-white, which uh, turns target into each. Mm-hmm. So we will exile each creature we don't control. Um, and then we have a mass exile board wipe that only hits our opponents and ramps them hard. So we're going to get them to cast a lot of more spells that we can make use of. I dig it. I dig it. And it's modal. You can You yeah. can... Remove one thing, you can remove everything. No, that's that's. I'm I'm trying to think of something. Everybody, give us a give us a little bit of a you know a break and bear with us because we are, again, we're we're probably about two three hours into doing this at this right. point. And I mean, we're in Orzov. We have the powerful Orzov. We do. We have anguish done making. Yeah. For one white black instant exile target on the permanent. You lose three life. We have D Spark. For white and black, that's two mana for an instant. Exile mm-hmm. target permanent, CMC four or greater. We have utter end, two white black, instant, exile target non-land permanent. Oh. In Orzov, we have We have removal. lots of options. Oh, yeah. One of the ones that I was excited to do is Crib Swap. Let's talk about, okay, okay there's a legendary, there, somebody's commander is a problem, and we have to figure out a way to get around it, and Piru isn't going to be able to do it themselves. Okay, great. We're going to exile the commander and we're going to create a one one colorless shapeshifter uh token with changeling mm-hmm. so it's all creature types but more importantly legendary is not a creature type so now we're getting rid of that we're giving them a one one and that's one more right. target for piru when piru goes off i dig that sure sure well this is a card that i think is uh, is underserved because it's part of this cycle mm-hmm. from strixhaven that's uh, had the cost reduction if you give your opponent a benefit yes baleful mastery yeah, 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 yeah for three and a black it's an instant you may pay one and a black rather than pay this spell's mana cost if you paid one and a black for this spell an opponent draws a card 
exile target creature or planeswalker. Oh, no. So for us, we're always paying the one and a black two mana oh, yeah. exile target creature planeswalker and an opponent draws a card. Yeah. We talked about these back when in our Strixhaven social contract set review. I think this might be a nice inclusion here. Absolutely. It's yeah. Yeah. This is this is well worth it as far as a I mean, you don't ask the entire table who wants to make a deal. You ask two people at the table who wants to make a deal right. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, getting getting some value, putting that out on there, and at a much better cost than you would normally be looking for for a little bit of fun. Sure, I love it. Okay, Mike. So we've said we've talked about a lot of cards. Yes, and I bet we've talked about more cards than can legally fit. In yeah. a 100-card commander deck. So, so, how many cards? Well, here's the thing. The good news, right? The good news yeah, is that we're at 76 cards. Plus lands. The bad news is I have four lands. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. Yeah. So... Okay. So you have those four lands, and uh, and we're going to populate the rest of those with our tap lands, fetch lands, mm-hmm. uh, basic lands... Whatever I mean, so we're at. You're the one. You're the one building the deck. It's probably going to be yes. some, some more budget lands. Yeah, we're we're um, we're at seventy. We're at seventy two total cards that are not okay. lands or modal flip lands. Okay, and if we're assuming thirty six, then that's uh, hundred and eight. Mm-hmm. So we're eight cards over. Yep. So what are we getting rid of? No, what right, are? Uh, so whenever I'm looking at cards to get rid of. Mm-hmm. The first thing that I would do is look at all their prices and cut the most expensive stuff. Okay. But I have a feeling that we've we've tried to pick budget, but I want to see. Go ahead and sort those cards, Mike, by price, and tell me what's at the extreme top end that we can just lop off. Sure. Well, I mean... I mean, I love Chris, but we're not trying to give him a $10,000 deck, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be like, hey, we're really good at building decks. Do all of the most best expensive cards. Good. So let's look at the at our top most expensive cards. Are any of them above twenty dollars? Hmm. We're actually doing pretty good as far as above twenty. Yeah, we've been trying to keep it budget. Well, there is one. Okay. <laughs> there, there's one very specific one, but I love it so much. It's a lifeline. It's lifeline, buddy. Yeah. Well, here, lifeline actually, is... this is this is perfect. We are going to yeah. do this and make it more social contract worthy already, because one of the cards that we can get rid of is one that neither of us think should actually be legal in commander let's get rid of necropotence okay it's extremely powerful but how much does necropotence cost it is 41 it's it's about 40 dollars so necropotence chris if you want to upgrade your deck we've got a short list for you necropotence is on it yep (laughs) Uh, but yeah let's let's go ahead and cut lifeline and necropotence okay both great excellent picks for this deck both a little bit out of our budget so we have six cards left to cut What's up next on the chopping block? Okay, so that's actually pretty interesting. There's a big disparity on Karlov of the Ghost Council. Uh, somewhere How much be- does he cost? Well, somewhere between 13 and $20, depending on who you're buying it from. Okay, that's fair. I yeah. mean, Karlov's a great pick, but we can cut it. Um, I mean, we can get rid... If we're talking about the, the heavy price cards, Yeah. Uh, the other ones that we're leaning into are Diabolic Intent. And is that really that expensive? It is a 30 plus dollar card my friend oh my gosh okay and then let's cut that and then the other one is jessica's will which again is somewhere between 24 and 35 dollars depending on where you're getting it so 
how many cards is that's five cards that is uh, that's that's four and then uh karlov of the ghost council if you get rid of but so frankly five. i would i would do my best to keep that if i can um would? Yeah, i would yeah. just because of what it can be and what it okay. can do um that's fine the that's rest of it is is you know we're dealing with ten dollar and less okay so we're good there yeah. we're, we're good there let's uh our next area of cuts is looking at the mana curve and looking at the cards that are at the very top yes. end of the mana curve and we don't want to have too many cards that are six cmc or more yeah we want to limit that number so let's look at the highest mana value of all the cards in the deck sure you ready it's pure yeah. <laughs> next uh, okay now we can't go through <laughs> so then we look at the next yeah. ones uh for seven uh mana cost we have kirik son of yagmoth and we also have okay. vicious shadows okay i don't want to cut vicious shadows because it, it's so too much, much of a pet card kirik is super mean it, it, this is true so <laughs> why don't we cut kirik and okay. that can be a maybe okay uh, and then right. we need to get get two more gone in our six CMC. Uh, sorry, mana to- mana cost. I, I forgot it's changed. Um, it's mana cost, yeah, yeah, or mana value. So we've got six uh, total of six CMC. We have austere okay. command. We have mm-hmm. Elspeth. Okay. We have deadly tempest, and we have Bolus. Uh, we have Bolus's citadel. And then we have the one that I think is probably my cut, even though it's the most budget-friendly of them all, uh, Harvester of Souls. Okay, let's cut Harvester of Souls. Okay, and then we do have... Uh, we have one more cut to do. We, well, we have one more cut, but we also have one more uh, six mana cost spell, and I refuse. You can't make me do it, uh, because it's Soul of New Phyrexia, and I wouldn't let you do that to your boy. No, we're, we have to keep Soul of New Phyrexia. Can I, can I so, make one yeah. more... Uh, can I make one more thing as far as a, a, like, yes, we can make one more cut. We also do have two different uh, sorcerer, or we, we have two different spells that are lands on the other side. Does that make a difference to you at all if we're making one more cut versus not? No, uh, for me personally, and this may be different for other people, mm-hmm. if, uh, if it is a land on the other side... I'm counting it as a land. Okay. That's just for me. Okay. So if we're counting the MDFCs as lands, how many lands does that mean? I, I mean, we would we would be able to go one more and still feel pretty comfortable. Like, we don't have to make another cut. We have okay. one then more cut it. to make, and, and we don't have to make it. So no, off we, the ones we, we talked about that are going into our maybe board, we're talking about Lifeline, we're talking about Necropotence, right. we're talking about Karlov. Uh, well, we're talking about all the ones that we already talked about. Is what it comes down to: diabolic intent, uh, Jessica's yeah. will. You know, leaning more away from going into the heavy, heavy mana cost on things, right? Uh, and also, just sorry, Harvester of Souls, but you got to go. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, the cuts are always hard. Yep, and, and we have to make those calls. So we've we've done it, Mike. Uh, tell me, what is our average mana value? Of our deck. Well, give me a second, because now i got to edit. Okay. Um, okay, so the ones that I said we have to remove. Save and continue editing. Perfect. So, we're at a total listing of all the cards that we've mentioned. We're at 70 cards. That includes... Sorry, come again? We're at 70 cards that are on this list currently. 
that includes okay. four lands, mm -hmm. and that also includes two flip lands. Which I'm counting as lands. Right. So we are at what I would... I mean, we're at a total of 66, 64... 64. Yes, we're at 64 spells. spells. Okay. So that's uh, that's 36... That's thirty six. That's thirty six lands. I I typically, if I'm not you playing included green, Piru, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, including Piru. Uh, so we're we are. I typically, if I'm playing a deck that doesn't have green, I'd like to lean more into that thirty eight range. I mean that's fine, but, but before yeah. before that, tell me what's our deck CMC? Yeah, uh, three point two one currently. Okay. That's that's I not mean... bad, right? That's it's not hyper aggressive, but that's that's modest, right? It for for a deck with a commander that's a that's a mana cost of eight. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, but three point two one is not is not bad. So how many cards do we have that CMC six or higher? Six or higher, uh, a total of seven, including our commander. Okay. I mean, that's a little bit more than would be advisable, but that's totally fine. Well, and the other part of that is you know. The ones that we're looking into there are for our, our the ones that are six are board wipe, board wipe, uh, board wipe, Bolus's Citadel, Soul of New Phyrexia, okay, and Vicious you Shadows. You know what I mean? Like, so we're, it's not like we're indulging. No, in splashy no, 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 no. We are. These are cards that are. These are help not us win. win more. These are not right, lose exactly. less. They are. Yeah. Leaning into your, the, oh, this needs to be done right now for this And game if you don't like high CMC board wipes, that is a really easy swap. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Alex. Like, oh, I prefer Wrath of God. We did the thing. We did the thing. We Mike, did the thing. what's the damage? What is what is TCG players say the price of this deck is? How, give me a guess. I would say that this deck, this deck, after we this cut deck those currently cards, has everything except for your, your land base. With the exception of, frankly, some pretty expensive lands. And if, if we're getting really far into it, you know, I I, I don't want to get okay, rid of so it. So we're not including the any shocks, fetches, or anything else in the land correct. base other than the, the six non-basics we talked about. Yes. Okay. And we cut those. I would say this deck, $280. Not bad. Not bad. Uh TCG player marketplace says it's somewhere between two fifty four and two seventy six. I'm pretty close guess. That's pretty good. All right, guys, this is this is pretty solid deck without having well, to break the bank. If you, Chris, got I a, hope you're happy. No, I actually yeah. do hope you're happy. No, Chris, it, this yes. was a. Please let us know in our Discord and yeah. you know post it out here. Like again, this is a deck that I'm pretty sure I've got everything to make this, with the exception of like. A couple of cards. I'm pretty sure right. I'm going to try and put this together myself at some point well, to Mike, see how it feels. There's only one question left to ask. Oh, of course. What's the name of this deck? So, I I had a couple of ideas. Right. Okay. Uh, we we made we made a, a a couple of phrases to it, like you know, guess who's back kind of thing. I kind of like the idea of guess who's back, back dragon. Because it's a dragon that keeps coming back. But that's because okay. I'm silly. That um, is a little bit silly. I do like the idea of Feed the Beast. Because we are literally doing things to try and put creatures out onto the board. And make as many things for Piru to nom on her way to the graveyard. Or back to the command zone or wherever she's going to end up going. 
I also just like the idea of... I mean, the entire thing is... I'm going to get as much life as I possibly can by destroying everything. Right. It's my life and it'll die if I want it to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if we can't come up with one, the alternative is we make people answer and, and tell us what the name of this deck is when they're looking it up. Yeah, are we going to have to ask our uh, our listeners what the name of the deck is? I, I, think, I think it's name TBD. With with okay. some alternates uh, alternates, but I'm I'm down for it. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, to the listeners, what did you think about this episode? I'm, I hope that Chris liked it because you're getting an awesome deck. Yeah, but to everybody I'm who isn't Chris, about this. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about this episode? We uh, we basically made this deck live. We didn't prepare cards in advance. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think it was an interesting experiment. I think that we came out. Rather successful. Now, we haven't mm-hmm. goldfished the deck yet. Yeah. But uh, I, I have a feeling that it won't be uh, yeah, awful. This is this is not going to be... <laughs> this is this is a functional deck, is what I will it's say. It's a fun deck, yeah. And I will say this. I actually... I had mistyped Forbidden Orchard. So I took out one... I, I took out one extra card. So Forbidden Orchard was not one of the lands that was in here. That does... Well, it should be. It should be. It has to be, right? But if anything, it also leans more into your really, really good guess because you said about 280, and now yeah. the the market price is somewhere between 274 and 295. So I just well, wanted to give so you, I nailed it. I wanted to give you your due props. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I totally you nailed it. it. That's Getting nail on the head. Right, yeah. hole in one. Well done. Um, All right, everyone. Speaking of which, if you like this deck, and there was any reason that you know you might want to check it out. Or buy any of the cards in it. Exactly. Or, you know, all the other good stuff. Um, let's talk about where you can go to do that, everybody. Uh, you can go to bit.ly slash EDH underscore social. Um, you can also, if you want to talk to us about things that we should have put into this deck, things that, well, <laughs> why did you put this into this deck? Questions. Or if you want to say, hey, that was really cool. You should do one on this commander. You this should one. make me a deck. Exactly. I, you know what? <laughs> Bring it. And as I, I am absolutely encouraging you to give us your opinion as long as you also recognize my ability to uh, put it off until Alex and I recover from this three to four hour extravaganza so that we've gone yeah. through today. Well, this sounds like a really fun deck. I, I would like, like to it. play this deck. I would like to play against this deck. Um, it's weird yeah, I mean, in the best yeah. way. Uh, Alex, if anybody has any uh, questions for you about how some of the rules would work, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, something like uh the witch engine how how does that work etc where would they go to find you witch engines how do they work <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can uh, find me on twitter at lappermedic l-a-p-p-e-r-m-e-d-i-c or you can uh, email me directly at alex at edhrec.com hey everyone thank you very much for listening to us uh we hope you enjoyed our live deck tech uh we hope you have enjoyed kind of the insight that we have in building a deck And more importantly, we hope that we've said something or given you some insight into a way to enjoy playing with your playgroup a little bit more. Again, go ahead and hit up our Discord. The link will be in the show notes if you want to talk with us, if you want to talk with people like Chris, who gave us this awesome idea uh, for this deck. If you want to interact with a lot of people that just want to have more fun playing EDH, it's a good place to be. In the meantime, we'll talk to you soon. 
Uh, Mike, I think we forgot something. Uh, no. Please I th don't. I think we forgot Mathis Fiendseeker. Let's find a way to put it in there. Okay, fine. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye now.